Hello, Trifinger Butthole. Yeah, welcome to Gooncast. Hey, guess what? It's going to be Elden Ring and Scream. I'm Saber0307, also James. And I'm once again joined by Kat and Lee. Do your shit. I <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Kat, aka the Attack Cat on Twitch. Uh, dialogue designer by day, writer slash horror enthusiast slash... Uh, fucking elden ring platinum getter let's go by night yeah uh, <laughs> all right let's, let's let's get this over with i gotta play some more elden ring what's up it's uh lee alder the valley jester uh fantasy horror okay we, I, I, I gotta go play elden ring i'll catch y'all later all right that's <laughs> I gotta, I gotta the shortest video cast ever all right later guys have a good one everybody get fucked go play elden ring <laughs> All right, but in seriousness, yes, yeah, we're here to talk about Scream and Elden Ring, uh, but we're gonna start with Scream because we have a lot more to talk about with Elden Ring. That's gonna be the bulk of the podcast. Yes, a uh, bit of a spoiler cast, but not not too bad. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Scream will definitely be a spoiler cast. Scream will oh, be absolutely. spoiler cast because we're gonna talk about the killers. So and 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 a victim. Yeah, and a victim. And... Yes. As so, far as as far as the Elden Ring, like so much of the content in there is spoiler sensitive and everything. So we want to try and you know reserve a portion of that up front, so that if you okay. haven't played the game yet and we're able to convince you, then you're mm -hmm. still going in pretty blind. I do have a uh, I do have a note on that for the discussion, but mm. yeah, okay. just because I kind of feel like out of contest tech out of specific context that they're in i think a lot of the spoilers for elden ring don't make sense either way so oh, yeah I, other, other than a few very choice ones that are the, like oh shit <laughs> the i mean at least for me like as as just before we get into to scream like uh a, as a from soft fan who is who has been playing these these sorts of games for about a decade now i i even go i i consider like it, Gameplay areas and certain like even almost like boss bosses spoilers not even necessarily for a lore point but like like I I did not watch any single Elden Ring trailer. oh oh sure <laughs> yes I I didn't I didn't either um and because yes, I was like I oh do, the game's I, announced I'm going completely dark I don't want yeah. to see a fucking thing because I just want well, to pure blind. <laughs> Okay, we should we should discuss that more when we discuss Elden Ring because I yeah. also you know have my story of how I got into it. But let's talk Scream Scream first. Yeah. Thoughts. Well, gentlemen. Right out the gate, you need to with a movie like this, you need to point out the fact that we are still in the era of um, horror remakes and reboots um, and legacy and legacy sequels, yeah, as they say in Scream. Yeah. Uh, yeah, requels and legacy sequels. Uh -huh. um, so, you, you know, you can't have a discussion about the new Scream without pointing to that. And shit, on this podcast, we've even talked about quite a few already. The new Candyman. Yeah. The Halloween stuff, Texas Chainsaw. Halloween, Texas. Oh, don't remind uh, me. Texas Chainsaw. Oh I live with it, so you have to, too, you <laughs> The therapy was working. No. No. God. God. Every, every time I think of that movie i think of another thing i just hate about it no, see that's what's unreal like i don't want to harbor on it too long but folks <laughs> folks out there you need to understand this i'll be in traffic sometimes 
and just start white knuckling the steering wheel because I happen to remember that movie. Mm-hmm. And we said, yep. and, and I'll we, just and I'll just send an angry text to Cat like it happened again. And we, <laughs> and we hated Fear Street more, but Texas Chainsaw makes yeah. us matter. Because yeah. at least yes. we can meme Fear Street with the double. It, exactly, Fear Street. Fear Street has okay. Fear Street has like goofy meme shit and also some moments of like decency. Like the second movie being sure. a high point, and also the, the first half you know, of the third. The first yeah. half of the third, yeah, like definitely Fear it, tried. Exactly, it did. It did. Sometimes Texas it tried a little too hard. And Texas Chainsaw just to say leather, leather fuck. Oh. Just and stopping oh my God. the chainsaw. Speaking of which, <laughs> well, y'all are interested in Ghostface more of a rant about this. Ghostface doesn't stop a bus with his knife, so zero oh out of ten. Do not recommend. <laughs> yes. The, uh, yeah, the if you want to hear us rant more about this game or about this movie, uh, we have another podcast on it. So <laughs> yeah. So the one the one good piece of news to lead up with in regards to all those other reboots and everything floating around is, with the exception of the first Halloween reboot uh, a couple years back, this one is probably one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's not stiff competition. Yeah. <laughs> It's not saying a whole hell of a lot, but it is it is probably one of the one of the best ones to yeah. come out since that wave kind of had its resurgence. Yeah, I, I would sure. I would say it's the best Scream sequel since Scream 2. And this is coming mm-hmm. from somebody who I, I, I know it gets shit on a lot, but I personally think Scream 4 is fine. Uh, yeah, I like it's it's, it's fine. And you've got a poster of Scream 3 above your bed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Yeah. No, actually, it's a poster of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. First one. Oh, there you go. Had that since I was like four years old, man. Damn. Yeah. There you uh, go. But yeah, no, it's 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 the best uh, Scream sequel for me since Scream Two. Uh, I still prefer Scream Two, but like mm-hmm. seeing Sydney and and Dewey and Gale again, and and hearing ghostface again i I think the the Mm. actor's name is roger jackson the voice actor for for yes yes he is still just as fucking intimidating and he's he's like he's mojo jojo yeah yeah Yeah. oh shit yeah Yeah. oh man that's oh now i now i need him to like oh (laughs) maybe i can find him on cameo and have him do like some mojo jojo stuff in the scream voice and then edit it into the movie oh Oh, beautiful. beautiful yeah Beautiful. You know, phone rings, pick it up, you know. Hello. What is your favorite scary movie? And when I say scary movie, I mean one that is of the horror genre. And when I say the horror genre, I mean one of the <laughs> Because it is me, ghost face. <laughs> that would be that would be There wonderful. you go. That's perfect. Yeah, like he's oh. he, he is still so fucking goddamn intimidating. Just yeah. his voice. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It was well, it was also really impressive to me how like effortless it felt to me to get to see them back in these characters. Okay. Like, yeah, let's let, let's go right in on that because yeah. this one felt organic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like oh my god and you know like nothing against Jamie Lee uh but oh. you know like uh Laurie Strode in the new Halloween is a very different character than the previous one and that's very mm-hmm. intentional yeah um but here like for scream uh these characters all felt like very natural organic extensions of who they were in the previous movies and it was just like 
like seeing them kind of like slip back into, you know, like as soon as they're back in Woodsboro, they're kind of like slipped back into their kind of like, you know, essentially who they were, but with like a lot of character growth, like, you know, like Dewey being kind of like a, you know, down on himself as like a, like a failure on this regard. Uh, Gail being like, I'm not fucking writing a book about this shit. Like Gail actually growing a conscience. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, Gail for a conscience. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Sydney being like, no, I got a f- I got fucking family. I don't want to fucking yeah. get involved. Yep. Yeah, no, it, it it all it all felt it all felt really good. And seeing them kind of like, you know, advising the, the new generation sort of in a it, it, it's all very meta, and yet even within the fiction of the, these are characters speaking to characters, it felt good. Yeah. And it's 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 meta in the way that like we we've come to expect from Scream. Exactly. Like exactly. we want we want that self-aware um fourth wall breaking sort mm-hmm. of atmosphere about it and this script had a really solid way of keeping up to date and conveying it. So like, you know, a lot of the tropes that the the first Scream movies talked about were super relevant for the time of, you know, 90s films. Um and then a lot of the script in this one, it's pointing a lot of fingers and making remarks to a lot of things that are big in the current film industry and media. And not in that way that makes it sound like, you know, a mob of people pointing their fingers and going, oh, let's talk about the th- Let's talk about the thing. Like it, something about just the strong, the strong writing, it makes it feel totally natural and still feel appropriately like a Scream movie. Yeah. It it feels organic. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel shoehorned in. Yeah. Um, there's even like a narrative reason as to why this movie. Yeah, there's a narrative reason as to why this movie is just called Scream as opposed to Scream Five. You know, like that thing that I've stated numerous times that I hate, where a legacy sequel has the same title as the original. Mm-hmm. I still don't like it because no. yeah. I fucking I I it just makes things confusing but at least it's like they're calling it out and it's like okay i get what you're doing i don't i don't like this trend and even in this instance i don't like that but i appreciate that you're calling this bullshit out they they at least didn't do the thing where they just turned one of the letters into a number (laughs) well i mean that's what that's what scream 4 did and i think scream Scream 3 also yeah scream 3 might have yeah, yeah I, but Scream I, I 3 really... is still called Scream 3. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. and Scream 4 is still called Scream 4. Right, said, that would be like if this, I'm yeah. saying like if for this one they just took out the E and made it the number 5. No, they so took the out... movie's just uh, still called Scream. E, e, you don't... Yeah. Fi, fi, for Leet, 5 is not 3. That would be S, so it would be 5 E-M. <laughs> 5 Cream. 5 Cream. Yeah, 5, five cream. cream. 5 Cream. Oh, God. They should have done it, you cowards. <laughs> so anyways, 5 Cream. <laughs> yeah so five cream by the way i'm up, five cream i'm updating oh i'm updating the title of this podcast to try five cream butthole god damn perfect perfect uh okay so now let's get into spoilers because yeah i think spoilers are where we have like our only complaints about the movie yeah um yeah so if you so haven't seen it let's watch start- it it's good yeah, 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 watch it. It's great. Uh, but we are going to uh, harp on 
two minor things basically that I know that I know this comes as a us. shock. I know this comes as a shock to people listening out there but we actually have a glowing recommendation for something to go watch. Yeah, when, I know, when, right? When was when was the last time that we've done that and it wasn't like schlock like like our normal jank shit? Like like Dune? maleficent? Dune I think, yeah. Yeah. Dune and malignant, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Or malignant, not maleficent. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Atreides and that's in the leg balls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh no, Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City as well. I mean, that was schlock. That was schlock. It's that's, like it, it's it's that not movie's fucking. movie's a piece of shit, but it's great. It's, Look, awesome. it's, it's, it's an awesome piece of shit. It's not fucking Grave Encounters, though. I mean, look, <laughs> I, I love Grave Encounters, but. Yeah, but yeah, Grave Encounters is welcome to Ra- Welcome to Raccoon City could have benefited from having a leathery warlock in it. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, Every true. movie like that could benefit from a leathery, leathery warlock. Leathery warlock. A leathery Wesker. Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler Wesker. Warlock Wesker. Oh my god. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, right. So let's okay, get those so, so I think our first complaint comes from a certain legacy character's death. Yeah. Scene. Spoilers. Not, Dewey dies. Yeah. And it's not in so much that the movie kills him, because I think all of us are in, in agreement that like, yeah, a legacy character should die. Up the stakes, it you know, it really brings it home for the viewers who have been tuned in since Scream One. Yeah, it's it, fine. It, it hurts. It's the way Dewey was it's my the way he died. Yeah, Dewey, Dewey's my favorite. Like, let me be clear, Dewey's my favorite character, and like seeing him die or like in any capacity would fucking gut me, and it hurts. Mm-hmm. Similar to like seeing okay. Randy die in Scream Two, but so the way he dies said, is so you fucking stupid. Yeah, one of you set the scene. Tell me, like, explain to the audience how this death scene happens and why we're pissed about so, it. So basically, James, you take it. He's your boy. So yeah. basically, like, uh, the killer is 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 uh, shows up at the 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 abandoned wing of the hospital that the the main character's sister is at because she has a private floor. All the cops had who were supposed to be on duty did the boneheaded move and left because the sheriff just got killed, um, and. The sister of 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 the, the main character is on the phone with with the killer, and you know, like her boyfriend is there trying to protect the the, the sister, and the killer is like taunting her. It's like, say which one you want me to kill, your sister or your boyfriend. Elevator, oh, and you know, she's like, I'm just buying time. Elevator opens, Dewey comes in, saving the day, and you know, fucks up the killer, shoots him a, a couple times, etc., etc. They're all about to leave and get in the elevator and go away, and then Dewey has the realization. I gotta shoot this motherfucker in the head. Mm-hmm. And from that minute, the second he's like, no, I gotta finish this, and he gets off the elevator, like, you're dead, dude. This is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, he he just... Everybody else goes down in the elevator, and then he slowly walks, reloads his gun, and walks up to the killer, and then his phone rings, and it's Gale, and he's distracted for a minute, and that that's how the killer gets the one up on him, stabs him in the gut, stabs him in the back, rips upwards and downwards basically completely gutting him and he dies and it's like dewey this is your fifth outing man you should have fucking mm-hmm. known better you would have known better like no it's, man yeah no like yeah. come it's, on it's one it's one thing to get to have a character get got but it's another to kind of intentionally force them into a situation where they get got where mm-hmm. you're sitting there like this this doesn't make sense for Dewey. Like, you know, yeah, he's always been a bit of a dumbass, but, like, not, you know, 
not to that level. So you could you could maybe chalk you can't even chalk it up to be him being rusty. I don't think right. Like he's been a retired cop for however many years. Uh, you but can't chalk so, it up to that. No, no, like, exactly. Even so, like he has the, the he has the forethought to say, "I got to shoot this motherfucker in the head because I remember what happened previously." And then he has to do it point blank. Like you, you should reload that gun and be firing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, they they avoided following a trope that a lot of things do. Where like you know Dewey's arc went through you know a point of his relationship with Gale fell through, and he's you know he he's been let go of the force and he's spending his time as just you know self destructive drinker. And a lot of weaker scripts would play that as him having like a worthless death wish. Mm-hmm. And he's not doing that. He still no. wakes up, you know, to to try and do something better. He teams up with these kids to find the killer. He wasn't he wasn't doing a self fulfilling prophecy like yeah. a lot of weaker scripts would have him do. Mm-hmm. He went out, you know, trying to get the job done and come back alive, mm-hmm. which you know, in a way, does make it more painful. It does it does make it a more tragic end to his arc. Because I think a lot of weaker scripts would have had him, like, accept a sacrifice to, like, help Gale or something. No, that would have been awful. But, like, I think think you could have still done something like what they ended up doing, where he's he's still like, no, 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 I gotta, like, like, I'm gonna finish this kind of thing. But, like, you know, have it be just, like, the killer gets the upper hand and manages to off him, and, but yeah. the others can get away kind of thing. Like, not not in a, not in a he sacrificed them, like, or he sacrificed himself for them because he has a death wish kind of way, but just in a, like, circumstantially, he's getting gutted. These guys are running, like, fucking, you know, f- fucking cowards because, mm-hmm. holy shit, the, the old school sheriff who survived five of these fucking, mo- or four of these fucking movies is now dead. Yeah, and not to mention, like, they, they... He got he got fucked up and almost killed in Scream One and in Scream Two, and it's only revealed mm-hmm. in like the last sixty seconds before the fucking credits start that he survived mm-hmm. both those movies. In fact, apparently, like from from what I read, he was supposed to die in Scream One, but test audiences liked him so much that they shot additional footage where he survived. And same mm-hmm. same thing with Scream Two, where it was just like let's keep him around, let's keep him around. So like he was on borrowed time for this entire fucking franchise. I, I, I have the Han Solo thing going yeah, on. I, I am <laughs> I am very glad though that they didn't do the exceptionally stupid thing that shit rags kept going. It's like, why it makes sense Dewey's the killer. No, it wouldn't oh, make any no. fucking sense. Eat shit, you're mm-hmm. a fucking idiot. No. That is a dumb theory. No. Yeah. It'd be like if Sydney was the killer. No. Or Gail yeah. is the killer. No. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Come on. Okay. So before we get into discussion about the the killers, because uh, I do want to discuss our feelings on that, because I feel like we all had really like a lot of a lot of good feelings. Uh, I wanted to discuss my one other complaint about the movie, mm. uh, even though I really liked seeing the actor again because he's great. He's super fun. Uh, I thought it was really cheesy that the main character kept seeing uh, oh god! Yeah, seeing oh, yeah. him in the mirror. What? Oh, yeah. What is his name? Why am Skeet, I forgetting the actor, his name? Skeet Ulrich. The character's Billy Loomis, and the, the actor's um, Skeet Ulrich. Actor's yes. a, yeah, Thank Skeet you. Ulrich. Thank if, you. If, if you can't remember his name, just say not Johnny Depp because he was cast <laughs> not in Scream. Johnny Depp. <laughs> he was cast in Scream specifically because he looked like Johnny Depp as a throwback yeah. to Nightmare on Elm Street. Hell yeah! There you go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the the main character 
minor spoilers since I think this was revealed like pretty early in the movie. Yeah, about, about a half uh, hour in. Yeah, yeah. The main character is Billy Loomis's daughter. Um, and she is, she's on a bunch of medication, but occasionally she'll see hallucinations of her, of her dead dad being like, you know, like, you're a fucking killer, like, haha, like, you know, like, and it's just kind of like, uh, all right, you know. It's, it's silly as fuck. Yeah, especially because I, I, I think they, you know, for a Scream movie, they didn't go far enough with it. I wish they had either done more or less, basically. Yeah, I kind of wish they, they. They basically did the Dexter shit, where yeah, where, like, yeah, where, I would where you make him even more of a character of, mm-hmm. of just like kind of like Harry Morgan throughout like yes. the first few seasons of Dexter. Yes, yes. If you if you made him like more of a character that she's kind of always communicating with or always kind of like has in the back of her head, that would that I would have been fine with. Uh, but just the implementation of this here, where he's just like he shows up in mirrors sometimes, is just like really cheesy. Yeah, especially. I don't she, think it, I, it subtracted from she, the movie for me. She never knew her dad. It's just yeah. When she was like eleven, she read her mom's high school journal because her mom kept her high school journal in the attic, mm-hmm. and it was cursed. <laughs> and, and it was oh. it was spooky cursed, and found out yeah. that her dad is a serial killer because yeah. because her 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 mom cheated on her boyfriend with Billy Loomis and then got pregnant and then told her boyfriend that it was the boyfriend's baby. And that's mm-hmm. why they got married. Mm-hmm. And then, then the dad left because he found out that his daughter well, wasn't yeah, his. Yeah. His and, first, and, his first daughter found the diary and was screaming at her mom. And it turned out her dad was like behind a door nearby. Or oh God. That was great. <laughs> bum, bum, but, yeah. And it's like, it's my fault. Dad left. No, no, it's not your fault. It's your mom's fault. For being yeah. li- for being a liar and for fucking cheating. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Not not at all your fault. I I think they should have leaned a little bit more into it too because it would have helped foster the great red herring of yes. initially what did have me going for a bit was I thought that with her having the visions of her father Billy uh-huh. that she was like subconsciously doing the killings. Mm-hmm. That she she couldn't shake that crazy gene, yeah, but yeah. it was sort of like a split personality thing, and she didn't know she was doing it. And I think they could have leaned into that even a little harder, just to like foster it as more of a, you a know, more of a diversion. Back of her head. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't no, no, handle no. another third act like that. I know, I know. Oh my god, I can want you to see Skeet Ulrich doing John Wick shit. Oh, that would be awesome. But. uh... But yeah, like, uh, so let's get into, yeah, the, that, that red herring was fantastic. Uh, but let's get into who the, who the real killers are. Um, because, you know, like all of us are very, uh, practiced, learned, uh, horror, uh, enthusiasts. So mm. we're kind of able to pick up. It's, yeah, it's we're Dennis Quaid's able to, kid. And, yeah, yeah, of course. And, 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 we're we're kind of able protective... to pick up on. On, on clues that the movie gives of, like, who it could be. So I think James accurately predicted that it would be the boyfriend. Yeah, I was and like, he's, I, this, he's way too likable for the boyfriend in this, yeah. Yeah. In this franchise. And then I accurately predicted it was going to be, she, the the younger sister has a, a very overprotective best friend who's very, like, anti her older sister. And I was mm-hmm. like, I think it's going to be her because she's also, she's also part of the initial, the initial scene, the initial opening scene where... She's the one who's getting threatened by Ghostface yeah. for um, while while the sister's on the phone with him. 
Uh, and I was kind of like, yeah, it's actually her fake threatening herself. This she's, she's calling from her own phone kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, turns out that is correct. The the two of them are like a couple, and they met on like a internet forum. They met on Reddit. Stab. Yeah, they met on they met on the the stab subreddit. Yes, stab being the in in universe uh, scream movies. Also, can we? Yeah. Oh, also, it does make. Uh, 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 Dennis Quaid's kid more of a, a skeezy scumbag because he's supposed Jack, to be older. Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. He's an yeah. older character who's dating a high schooler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's very skeezy. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah. I, like during his kind of like at, when he's revealed to be the bad guy and just going absolutely ham with that, I was like, yeah, this is this is great. This is like what Dennis Quaid's kid was made for, kind of thing. Yeah. I love him in The Boys. Uh, but he's a very, you know, he's a protagonist, so he's very like milk toast, like every man type yeah, guy. He, and I'm like, I need more of you being an insane killer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need, I need you to either be more Carl Urban or more insane yeah. killer. Uh huh. Uh huh. There you go. Like, there you go. Like he's fine in the boys. He's 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 a likable yeah, enough guy. But he's great. like, you yeah. know, of course, he's up against Carl Urban being just a lovable yes. piece of shit. He, the the whole like he is he is the in the boys sorry this is a boys podcast now <laughs> in the boys he's like the anchor for all of the shenanigans that happen around him in terms like because all of the other characters are so rich and like you know storied and just have so much going on for them and he kind of has his one thing and he's he's kind of supposed to be the average Joe thrown into this insane oh, world of. Of is he murderers the straight man? hunting, yeah, yeah he's it, okay. a murderers hunting superhero, hunting murderous superheroes. So it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, he's that's who he's supposed to be. But man, I was like, kid's got range. This is great. Yeah. Although yeah. I did joke that his death scene reminded me of uh, Talia Al Ghul's death scene in Dark Knight oh, Rises, because <laughs> he gets his throat slashed, and then like there's a brief moment where he just goes like, and it's just like it just looks like when she did the like final speech and then went like <laughs> and you're like yeah not not quite the the effect you were going for i don't think <laughs> it's usually not a good sign when you go that reminds me of dark knight rises <laughs> yeah exactly i like dark knight rises man i, I, I know love you that i like Tom in it <laughs> i love that fucking movie i don't care it's got its problems I, it's no dark knight I, it's no batman begins i was very mad that they moved out of chicago to pittsburgh for i'm like no 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 no, no. nolan's nolan's uh gotham is chicago come on yeah it's it's that, come that was on. that was pretty disappointing although it was it was cute seeing three river stadium getting blown up as, as yeah, a, but my, my I wanted I wanted to see them flip. I wanted to see them flip another fucking truck in the middle of Chicago. They actually did that stunt. Yeah. I knew people who were extras on that like set. Yeah, that, like that was actually uh, well, I, I I was I remember reading that when Christopher Nolan told the special effects team about that, they were like, "This is impossible. We can't do this. You can't flip a truck that size." And he's <laughs> like, "No, I think we can." And then they did it. <laughs> then they actually did it on like a fucking chicago street yeah. when people were working <laughs> like yeah. they heard just like explosions and they were like what the fuck and it's like yeah. oh oh batman's filming <laughs> yeah, basically uh, um yeah it's so so yeah and i think the other thing was that that we kind of we kind of had had bandied around because again like so much of this movie is very meta and uh 
they they do there is a character who is like you know the the sort of like she's the one who coins the requel legacy sequel yeah 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 she which she is actually like related to randy right yeah she's randy's niece yeah so it it all made it all made perfect sense it was great it was wonderful and it was it was darkly um, morbid too because like she yes. she's like a big fan of the movie franchise that is about uh-huh. the real world events involving her uncle's death yeah and it's like yes. this is deliciously morbid and like there's yes. there's there's even that great scene where she's watching Stab, and it's showing the scene where 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 Ghostface is sneaking up behind Randy, and she's like, "No, behind you!" And you know, Randy, of course, is watching Halloween and saying, "No, Jamie, behind you!" And Ghostface uh-huh. is coming up on her, and and mm-hmm. she realizes, "Wait a minute!" Looks behind, is like, "Oh shit!" Like she does yes. the thing she's yelling at Randy to do, which Randy was yelling it, at, at Lori to do, and it's like, "This is cute. exactly this, yeah, this it's is it's deliciously cute. meta." Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's. I, I, we both said deliciously at the same time. Yes, <laughs> it, that is per- the perfect way to describe it, though. I live deliciously. Um, <laughs> this is a Black Phillip uh, episode now. There you go. Oh my god, I'm actually hanging up a, uh, an alt poster of that in my house somewhere, like I, as I, we speak, basically. I still haven't seen it, and I don't think Daniel's seen it either. <gasps> but I know Daniel likes it just because it has an evil goat. Yes, but also we should watch The Witch then, because holy shit. I I will Holy always man. be down for more Anya Taylor Joy. Hell, fuck yeah! All right, cool. We'll do an Anya Taylor Joy episode then, because <laughs> I uh, I haven't seen Last Night in Soho yet, and I yeah, really want to. I, I, I love that fucking woman. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like great. I like almost everything Edgar Wright has done. I was I was a bit yeah. less into Baby Driver, but yeah, it was it was still solid. Yeah. Um, I, uh, so. So uh, one of the things that we had kind of been briefly discussing before the podcast and also during the movie was we thought it would be really cool if, as a shakeup to the formula, there had been three killers for this mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. which is kind of where I thought they were going with it for a bit. They sort of also threw another red herring in there for the sister being part of it, the younger sister. And that was actually another thing I had predicted early on. I, Although it would have been perhaps a little too meta- to have the opening scene be the two of them, the the protective best friend and the sister, like faking this attempted murder on her, like yeah. for basically solely the benefit of the audience. Yeah. Um. So that, 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 like, that would be some David Cage heavy range shit with fucking Shelby monologuing to himself that yeah, I hope I get exactly. the killer like, when he's the killer. Yeah. They they would have had to like they would have had to do something to change it up, like maybe make it so that like there are security cameras or something in the house so that like, you know, she's, she's doing this specifically. So they have evidence that like, Oh, it couldn't have been me. See, I was getting like, why would we set this up that I'm getting attacked? But, um, because I think one of the, one of my other minor complaints is that one of the weaker points of this movie is the, not necessarily the motivation for the killers, but the, how they knew she was Billy Loomis's daughter. Thing. Yeah, it's because, it's they just it's a throwaway, they, a throwaway line. Yeah, there's a throwaway line that like, oh, your dad or your mom was a drunk and was talking about it like at a bar and like oh, rumor yeah. spread, like rumor spread. And I was like, no, what if like, you know, this this the the older sister um basically like ditched her younger sister at some point 
for, you know, basically, like, she got into drugs, she, like, you know, she ba- she was basically trying to run away from the fact that she's related to a serial killer. And also, she didn't want her sister to know. She didn't want her sister to know that, like, she blames herself for breaking up their family and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But, like, what if the younger sister found out on her own? That would make much more sense for a, you know, like an, like a family secret to be revealed within the family. And then the sister's like, well, now I want revenge on this, you know, like, I also blame you for breaking up my family kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would have been a little too Scream 4 because I think the, the you know, what, Sydney's niece is yeah, the killer uh, of that, Yeah, Sydney's right? cousin. Sydney's cousin, who wants to be the next final girl, is the, you know, so maybe that would have been a little too similar. Um, yeah. But having it be like, like, basically, like, you could have set it up where it's two killers and a mastermind who is essentially, mm. you know, like, yeah, I, I'm like, that could have worked. You know, that's but... actually what, what apparently Scream 3, one of the initial ideas for Scream 3 was going to be, was there was going to be mm. killers and then the mastermind was actually, the twist would be Stu survived Scream 1 and was orchestrating everything in Scream 3 from prison. Oh, <laughs> like law-abiding citizen style? I think oh, so, geez. yeah. That would have been that's, fucking wild. That's pr- that is pretty extreme. Yeah. Like I, I think I would have enjoyed that. that I, I think I would have enjoyed that more than, than than Scream Three. Than, yeah, than Scream Three certainly. Yeah, but and also, I mean, who doesn't want more Matthew Lillard? I right? I need more Matthew Lillard. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I would I would watch more Matthew Lillard being crazy serial killer. Yeah, it's, he was he's one of the best parts about the first Scream. Absolutely. He's He's fantastic. over the top and goofy. Yeah, he's he's wonderful in like every movie I've seen him in. Yeah, even Twin Peaks, where it's like he's even just playing a normal fucking ghosts. dude. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, fuck it, just have bring back Matthew Lillard. Why not? Have him yeah, as the next two mind. <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. Just do it, do it, you cowards. We'll buy it. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Somebody will be like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. It's like, shut up, it's Scream. <laughs> I, will, I will make exceptions for allowing Matthew Lillard to continue chewing the scenery. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Absolutely. When he does that when he does that move where he tilts his head just enough in the air and screams and you see the vein in his neck bulge out, I want uh-huh. more of that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There yeah, you go. It's, it's, it it would have been fantastic. I mean, granted, we, we, we do, like, defend uh, silly-ass schlock. Like malignant. Mm-hmm. Um, I love thirteen ghosts. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, it is it is very cheesy and very. It has a special place in my heart because I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but it was one of the first like R-rated movies I accidentally saw because mm-hmm. it was on at my cousin's house during like a like a holiday party, and so I just like got to watch it, and my parents were, like, you know, off getting drunk somewhere with the the aunts and uncles, so I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, I'm just gonna watch this, like, horribly gory, and, like, a lot of nudity, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. but it was, God, it was wonderful, it was, shit. like, so cheesy, and, like, yeah, I just, I was just like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> it's probably what started me on the, like, I like schlocky B-horror movies kick was, was, being exposed to that as my first horror movie experience. It's a good way to start. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's fun. It's, it's deliciously schlocky. Yeah. And I Hell want yeah. more. I want more. I want more fun schlock, not leatherfuck. <laughs> God damn it! I will not. Okay. So. Final thoughts for Scream. 
Yeah, it's fine. Um, probably. Uh, yeah, like one of one of the better one of the better requels of of the past decade. Um, amidst a fucking endless sea of so many of them coming out, this one stands up to the rest of the series, and I think is like firmly middle of the pack. Like, yeah, one and two are still better, but this this is right after it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I agree. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I think it was a really refreshing, uh, like a refreshing requel to see. Kind of like, oh, some franchises do still got it. Like, you know, some some people still 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 do understand, you know, what what made their originals special. They they know what we want. We want yes. we want the scene where in frame is Sydney Prescott and Gail Weathers, mm-hmm. and they just agree like, oh yeah, we're gonna murder teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Oh oh, this is a trap. <laughs> like oh oh, we're going to commit murder. <laughs> like, yep. That's beautiful. Fantastic. So good. So yeah, All solid right. movie. Go see it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh. But how about that other thing? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Shall we? Shall we? Shall we begin? <laughs> all right, let's. Yeah, let's open Pandora's box here. Let's, fucking, let's, let's, let's slide the in. let's slide the stone key into place into the imp, imp statue and unlock this gate. Let's yeah. befriend turtle. All pump. right. All right. Oh yes. Okay. So let's let's get started with our. I think James kind of already covered it a little bit for himself at the beginning, but James, why don't you start and like reiterate a little bit? Uh, what is your experience with FromSoft in general? What was your experience going into this game? Like, what what were your expectations going into this game? I played Demon Souls shortly after it came out uh, because I heard it was good. And I hated it, and I rage quit about, like, three hours into the game, because I thought it was bullshit. And I'm sorry, for I, the sake of the viewers, this is original Demon Souls. Original Demon Souls, PS3. Yeah. This is back in 2000... Demon Souls on PS3 came out in 2009, so I played it in, like, January 2010. Um, And then a couple years later, Dark, I was working at GameStop, and Dark Souls came out, and I was like... I bought it on a whim... Even though I was like, I know I'm probably not going to like this because I didn't like Demon's Souls, but fuck it, why not? Yeah, I'm working, I get a discount on it. Sure. Uh, I played it, and sure enough, I hate it. And eventually I kind of got to the point, it was like, no, fuck this game. I'm not going to let it beat me. Yep. Um, and then somewhere along the way of that first 40 or 50 hour playthrough plus an additional eight hours because I played the game and rage quit, I think, at the Gargoyles. Like, I, I just flat out turned off my console and didn't realize that the game was auto-saving at the time and my save got corrupted and I had to start all over again, which was great. Uh, somewhere along that journey, I, I absolutely fell in love with the, the world and the the challenge and the gameplay systems and, 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 and what they were trying to do. And... Since then, I've gone through every single one of these games, whatever genre you want to call it, Soulsborne, Souls-like, uh, from whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, so much so that I eventually went back 
a few years ago and finally went through OG Demon Souls and uh, platinumed it three times on PlayStation 3 because each skew uh, on on North America, Europe, and and Asia uh-huh. has a different trophy uh-huh. list uh, because uh-huh. it was released by three different publishers because Sony famously said this game is shit. We're not going to bring it outside of Japan. Uh, and then famously Shuhei Yoshida, a couple years after Demon Souls came out, was like, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, my, my, my general expectation was cool, more dank, weird, hard bullshit, except for it's kind of in an open world setting, which I was initially apprehensive about. And that I was very happy with, and then uh, minor spoilers for my thoughts kind of got a little tired of, but I still love yeah. the game. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, I, I we'll don't get, like in, we'll get into that. For the most part. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that in, in a bit. Um, but yeah. Do you want to go next? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, is, uh, this is an interesting way to start because my FromSoft uh, history is the opposite end of the gaming spectrum. I was the Armored Core guy. I, I did play um, Armored Core though, like as a kid, but like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. I I for those of you who don't know, that is the their mech game, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. This is their their third person uh, mech combat game. This was their um, bread and butter for like the better part of of like a decade and a half. Yeah, I I didn't try any of the Soulsborne games for a long time. I started with Armored Core 2 back in the day. Um Silent Line is is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Fucking spectacular game. Um Project Fantastic Slaps too. Yeah, there's there's a lot of really strong stuff in in the in the franchise. Um it had a great comeback with Four Answer. You know, I could I could go on that spiel for a long time shout out to nine ball sarah for being an underrated final boss fuck nine um, ball. fuck nine ball and all nine ball rules. he's an asshole nine ball rules um <laughs> and so yeah i got around to finally trying dark souls um god i tried renting it back when i had access to a 360 for a while um, cause I was, I, I never was, and am not currently a console gamer. Um, mm-hmm. last console I ever owned was a PS2. Um, everything I do is PC. And so I'm, I'm, you know, kind of waiting for certain things to get their PC releases to really try them out. Um, so I didn't have a whole lot of exposure early on to the Soulsborne stuff. Um, I'm absolutely fascinated by the lore and atmosphere of bloodborne even though i haven't had the ability to get very hands-on with it um so my interests in elden ring were oddly enough more driven by um just kind of like the i I don't want to say just the hype machine but as a gigantic fantasy fan knowing george martin had a, a hand in writing the series um played a played a big part in getting oh, me interested God. in it I'm gonna. But <laughs> I I got into the idea of playing the game because of just word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have like a, a big expectation heading up to it. Mostly I just needed these two goons to start playing at first and to tell me like, hey, hey, Lee, it's pretty fucking good. And I'll be like, yeah. all right, I'll give it a shot. And then I message them like the next day. I'm like, yo, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. We love. So yeah, you. so I was the armored core guy. That was, that's my that's my history with them. 
Okay. Um, Elden Ring is my first ever FromSoft game. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm like, it's basically, you guys, you guys are like the triangle of of overlapping kind of like interests in the game, and I had zero interest in anything FromSoft did before this. Uh, well, I shouldn't say zero because, like you, Lee, I was really interested in the the lore and the world of Bloodborne. I think mm-hmm. just aesthetically, it's right up my alley. I I adore it. It's just something where. I felt like those games were incredibly inaccessible to somebody like me um, for for mostly personal reasons. And, you know, also some I mean, OK, not to get not to get too deep or 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 personal on this podcast, but I do have some like trauma associated with um, something that the game like actively encourages, which is the sort of like. Uh, not just repeated failure, but repeated failure and then making you redo a bunch of things up to the failure point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, that gives me a lot of anxiety and extra stress um, that then translates into a lot of like anger and, you know, just not good. So I knew already going in that like, these really aren't games for me. Um, just I don't I don't derive pleasure from repeatedly beating my head against a wall trying to to beat something um like in in this way, right? Um so anyway, all that all that to say that uh I had no interest in I really didn't even have interest in Elden Ring initially and then uh so um I have family in uh in Ukraine. And uh, very specifically during that first week of the invasion happening, um, my we couldn't help them. We could we could barely get in contact with them. We couldn't send them any money. And I was kind of very uh, desperate to I wanted to help in some way. And I was like, but what can you know, what can a dumbass video game person like me do in this situation? And then I was like. Oh my god. James would fucking love this if I did a charity stream of Elden Ring where essentially just like your playthroughs of Balan where you're playing through something you hate and just like, you know, re- repeatedly raging at the game. I was like, people are going to love to spend money to get me to do goofy shit in this game and to rage and to, you know, like like just be like be miserable for a week, right? And that's how I can raise money for charity. So, yeah, I approached James about it, and James was like, hell yeah, let's do it, and he helped me, like, get through some of the initial kind of, like, hurdles of of the game, and it was really fun, uh, and then we raised a ton of money, uh, for charities, too. It was, it was really, a really, really successful campaign, um, and then afterwards, I was kind of like, do I want to even continue playing this game? And I did! And I don't know why. I was just like, <laughs> but you're glad was, you did. It's because I, it's I, because you caught the I, bug. I know. It's I'm, the same bug I had in Dark Souls. <laughs> yes, you're compelled was, to keep playing, it, and you don't it want was, it to fucking beat you. It was genuinely. I did not want the game to beat me, and I like, like, yeah. I was like, I want to finish this game, and then at a certain point, when I was looking, I I started looking at the trophy list. And I started looking at what was needed to like complete the game, and I was just like, 
fuck this i could get this platinum yeah too. i was telling you you could get the platinum was, and you're like no i can't do that I, that's too well, time consuming yeah. it's too hard and then so, yeah i told that's, you, you well could that's do the it. thing is i'm i'm never like, doubt I'm, me again <laughs> I I didn't doubt you. I doubted my own abilities because I don't think to I'm very get good we, at the game. To get fucking weeby, don't believe in yourself. Believe in the me who believes in you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think yeah. So my my expe- my expectation going in was that I was going to just fully hate this game, and there are things I hate about the game, but. There's a lot to love, man. And there's a lot of things it does really right. And I really want to, I'm really excited to get into all that with you guys because I feel like we have a lot of uh, similar uh, sentiments about it and also a lot of different opinions. So I'm like, yeah, I'm really this... pumped. I have a whole list of stuff to talk about. I'm just, I'm like, I'm ready. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this conversation because I think it's going to come, I think it's going to be like right in that same bloodstream as our Candyman conversation of like, yeah, we're all coming from different angles, I think. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And there's, yeah, there's some juicy shit, but we, yes. let's start with the non-spoiler stuff because um, a, a lot of, at least to me, a lot of the flavor of this game comes from that thrill of discovery. Yeah. And uh-huh. the yes. less that, like, if there's people listening who have not made the plunge and have not gotten the game yet, mm-hmm. I want to be able to convince you to get it. Yes. And then be as in the dark as possible and then know when to shut us up. What, yes. what, what I can say as somebody who's played every single one of these particular titles that, that they've done in this style um it is 100% the most accessible one of these fucking games and that partially stems yeah. from the open world design like mm-hmm. in 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 the previous games if you hit a wall yeah you could backtrack and explore and maybe find another path that 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 you can take because they're very metroidvania-esque for yes, for lack yes. of a better word uh term yeah. where it's like if, if you hit something, you can go off, explore, maybe find something else. And that's amplified here because of the open world. You hit a fucking mm-hmm. boss that is just stomping your dick in nonstop, mm-hmm. you can go fuck off to, like, the other end of the goddamn continent. Uh, yep. and And just find dungeon after dungeon and gear after gear and spell after spell of just, of stuff. And then you come back and all of a sudden you're fucking godma. Mm-hmm. Because, because yeah. you have... A wealth of new experience, you have more stats because you leveled up, you have better gear, you have better spells, etc, etc, etc. And yes. it allows the game, because the fact that they implemented sort of like the stealthy type mechanics from Sekiro uh, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and horseback combat and, and all this other shit, you have so many different other avenues to approach situations where it's like, yes. in, in the other games, it's like, because they're all linear, despite the Metroidvania design of like you know funneling you through certain things. Uh, you don't have too many avenues to you. You have some avenues, but not too many to approach different combat situations. Whereas here, like that that first major fort on the road to Storm, Stormville Castle, you can like if if yeah. shit's kicking your ass, you can just back the fuck off. Eventually, enemies on aggro you enter back mm-hmm. into stealth and then you can kind of sneak around and pick them off lure them out one by one make things easier for yourself so like mm-hmm. if 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 the difficulty is a a big 
hurdle for you to get over. Just know that, that you can, yes. there's a lot of different ways to circumvent difficulty. Yes. And also let me make this abundantly clear. The only people who, who, who will call you uh, a scrub or, or, or for using quote unquote cheese strats or magic or summons are just a very small handful of elitist assholes who either mm -hmm. are brand new to the franchise and no, don't know better or are super, super, super experts who, who, who uh, uh, just kind of have a stick up their ass. The they're bulk, the very vocal minority. Yeah. You can, they're, the, the, they're the gatekeepers the and bulk just of ignore this the gatekeepers. Yeah, the bulk of this community, including most of like the, 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 the Souls YouTubers who, who do their big lore videos and, and other stuff, they want we all we we all just want more people to play these games so we can talk about them and share them and whatnot like like vadi yeah. vidya he has that video i link you guys how you can get super overpowered in elden ring within your first two hours and he's like yeah, yeah you know if, if if the difficulty is a hurdle for you do this and and you'll have yeah. a much easier fucking time like that's and what we want yeah that's that's essentially what i like you know i was i was essentially recommended to start with the astrologer um, and then I was just like, fuck, I love the casting system. I just, I, I genuinely really liked the, it afforded me a lot of, uh, extra space to like get away from, I'm, I'm not, I'm not good in up close, like close range combat. So I was just like, cool. I have more of a, of an option. Like later on, I was able to build a character that could just fucking delete bosses. Mm -hmm. And that felt so good to me. Like, yeah, okay, I didn't spend, you know, 20 hours struggling to, like, master this, like, move set against this enemy, but, like, I still beat him. Yeah, it, yeah. don't, don't yeah. listen to the people who, like, you know, it's become such a meme in the community, but the whole, like, get good thing. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I got three words for you, and it's we take those. <laughs> that, if you're doing no, a boss fight and you cheese him to fall off a cliff, mm -hmm. we take those. That's yep. the thing too, like the, the whole get good thing, it, it started not as like a meme or, or like condescending stuff. Just people would mm -hmm. ask in Dark Souls, like, or Demon Souls, you know, oh fuck, I'm struggling with this boss, you know, like, how do I do? What, you know, what can I do? And people would just sincerely go, you just, you just have to get good. You just have to master the mechanics. Like, just keep practicing. Mm -hmm. Like it came from a, a sincere place of just like, just mm -hmm. keep playing, just keep trying. You'll get this. And then it kind of just eventually devolved into into memedom and a handful of elitist assholes using it like genuinely. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, you used a summon for the boss. You didn't beat it legitimately, bro." Oh, like, you used whatever. that weapon, that <coughs> weapon to beat Rom. It's like me, get the me, fuck me, out me, of here. Miyazaki specifically has this summon system in these games yeah, because exactly. he like, wanted if... to recreate a real world experience in the games. If it if it wasn't intended mm -hmm. to beat the boss that way. It yeah. wouldn't be in like, the fucking game. Literally, the, the one of one of the pros of this game is that there is such a huge variety of tools that you can in your arsenal. Like, you know, you if you start as a mage, you don't have to play magic. You can stack no. into like anything. Yep. You can you can go however you want. You can develop your character however you want. Nothing. And that's that's brilliant. You're never limited in that nothing way. Nothing forces that's brilliant. you. There's nothing yeah. in the game that forces you to use summons. There's nothing in the game that mm -hmm. that forces you to not use but, summons. If if you but, if you want to go everything solo, like I did for clearly, the most part, do it. But yeah, but they clearly crafted these systems into the game. Like if they did, yeah. if magic is a not legit way to play and the easy cheese strat, 
then why did they put it in the game? You know, yeah. like it's just like, it's, it's, like it's you guys can be elitist assholes all you want, but like, yeah, I'm going well, to use if you know, like and, they made that magic system so fun to me. And, I'm gonna play and that's, a thing I find fun. <laughs> that's one of the things that like me and a lot of other people keep pointing out when people go like, oh, th like Elden Ring needs a difficulty mode. It it mm. there's ways to make the game easier. Summons mm. and ashes Called of war go somewhere and, else. and and, and yeah. spirits and magic. Although and, I I will say that that summons are uh, are definitely a I, I think probably the easiest way to play in my opinion oh, yeah. and how I've how I've seen it is is co-op oh, with yeah. people. Co-op co um, co makes the game a lot more bearable and, and easier. It's, not only is it bearable and easier, but it's more fun. Because you're able to sit there and like strategize with your friends and be like, oh I need you to draw aggro, I'm gonna die, or like, you know, all of this kind of stuff. The I I, I have gone through several boss fights with just me and my summons. Uh and the AI is awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is it is truly atrocious where oftentimes it does literally feel like I am flipping a coin as to whether or not it will be helpful or whether it will stand there and sit in dragon fire for 20 minutes until it just gets one shot. By yeah, like I, 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 I am a big fan of the summon system because I insist on playing the game solo. I don't use co-op help and that's just my own hangups. Um, but so like, you know, there's this guy. His name is Banished Knight Oleg. Yeah. And he's my boy. <laughs> he's he's really good when you get him. He's a little overpowered for the early game. Mm -hmm. But then he develops this bad habit sometimes of I summon him into a fight and then he just decides like, oh, I need to go grab some smokes and he just leaves. Yep. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I yeah. Had, so the summon system my, can be a little unreliable. I had my mimic uh get summoned for I was just trying to get through a uh a tough area of leading up to uh it was one of the underground areas i won't i won't spoil it right now but um i had him summoned and uh specifically we were fighting enemies with that had bleed damage magic and one of them spit out a big puddle of bleed damage before it died and instead of getting the fuck out of the puddle <laughs> like you know something intelligent would do you summon started mimic, rolling in it <laughs> no my mimic <laughs> took out his sword and started slashing at the ground because the ground was hurting him and therefore it needed to die and i was just like you f i just sat there and watched it i'm like you fucking dumbass <laughs> like <laughs> so Love uh it. yeah the, a the ai is a little rough i i had a i had a really great fight with a um actually with a very late game dragon boss, James, I think you know who I'm talking about. Um, and it ended up just being me and my summons. And yeah, that thing so many times would just stand in the dragon's AOE attacks and not, not roll out of the way, not dot out of the way. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> like <laughs> if this were a person, this would be so much easier. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And it's, so, there's nothing forcing you to, do anything you could just do the game how you want to do it yes and yes like similar to lee i i do a lot of these games solo mostly yeah. because the fact that i don't want to get invaded and doing co-op uh, tends to run the risk of getting invaded yeah or, or well, just i want to focus on just exploring the world at my own pace and i don't necessarily yeah. like you know what but I, I if i need help i'll still i'll summon somebody or whatever if, or, yeah. or if i, I yeah. feel like dicking around i'll summon somebody or, yeah, exactly. Or, like yeah, I, whatever. well, so I, you know, like there were there were a couple of late game bosses where 
I always try a boss fight by myself first, basically, because I'm just like, hey, I wanted to see if I can do it. And a lot of times I can do it solo. It's just sometimes if I've if I've tried, you know, five to ten times at this point and I'm like, okay, I get what I have to do, but I feel like like, you know, like I understand I've I've figured out the boss strategy and I don't just I don't want to sit there and struggle against it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So somebody come in here and be smarter, like be a smarter version of my AI summons, basically. <laughs> and that has that has helped me a lot where it's just like or, you know, like for some of the field bosses that you run into, sometimes it's nice to have a summons where the summons can just fucking Leroy Jenkins in there and die. And then you just kind of like go stealth again. And you're like, okay, well, the bosses that have health now, I'll just resummon you again. And like, yeah. we'll try this shit again. Right. Yeah, like, like that. Where you're just like, you're doing like chip damage. Yeah. Like the dragon. Yeah. It's just it's chip damage where it's like, okay, this, this works. It's maybe not like, oh, like, you didn't beat it in one go. It's not the most legit strategy, but, like, fuck you, it's a strategy. I did it. <laughs> if the boss is dead, it's a legit strategy. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, we take those. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, again, like, most of the community, it's just, just beat the game however you want to play it. Play it how you want to play it. Because there, yeah. there's yeah. A, there's so many misconceptions about this, this, this franchise and the handful of elitist gatekeeping assholes mm-hmm. don't help anything. And yes. and it's yeah. it's just two small groups of people, well, mm-hmm. the, the 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 people who who are whining about how you play the game, and then the people who are whining that the the game doesn't have difficulty selection, and that the difficulty mm-hmm. can't necessarily be an artistic state. Yelling sure. at each other yes. nonstop, and and it's just like if if the game's not for you, cool. If if you want to explore the you know yeah. check out the game, try great. Yeah. Give it give it a go and and don't and play it however you want to play it. Try to ignore the super toxic <coughs> discourse because that was initially a major turnoff for me as well. And basically, it was down to a handful of friends who are big you know big Dark Souls Bloodborne people like James being a big example, and then my buddy Ethan, both being like incredibly encouraging and helpful so like you know i I would definitely recommend like finding a community or finding people that are willing to help if you're you know if you're like me and you're brand new and you're just kind of like i really want to try this but i'm not confident in my skills or i'm just not you know like i I would struggle too much with this and hate it like there Mm -hmm. are there are like if i can find two people who don't even know each other who were both like yeah like you can fucking do this like you can too so that's oh yeah that's my like my final thing i think before we start getting into spoilers because i really want to get into like the meat of this conversation um do you guys have anything else that you want to tell people before we start like i i think we've done a good job of convincing them dry finger butthole You oh, don't yeah, have that's... the right. Oh, you don't have the right. Oh, you don't have the right. Oh, you don't have the, the right. The other thing is that, like, like even if you do decide to go it alone, there's so much help from the community in that, like, you will just find little messages everywhere saying, like, hey, there's a thing ahead or, like, there's an item here. And sometimes you get troll messages, too. But, like, you know, especially about fucking the... illusory walls. Especially I about hidden paths. So mad. Oh, boy. How long yeah. it took me to find a goddamn illusory wall. Yeah, I'm so yep. mad. I'm so mad. Yep. Yep. But, yeah, we can... Actually, I found I found one before you did. You I did. remember. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Because I was supposed to go to Raya Lucari, and I'm like, oh, fuck that, I'm going to go exploring. And then you went to Raya yeah. Lucari, and you're like, oh, hey, yeah. I found it's one. all magic like, shit, yeah. Motherfucker! 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would I would say we can go into spoiler territory. Kind of just my final spoiler-free thoughts. Um you know again, like there there's uh, there's a lot of detail I want to go into, but it's it's just better left for this next portion. Um sure. if this is your first FromSoft game, this is an absolutely perfect jumping off point. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is this is the best place to start. This is the best time. And the community around this game is for you know 95% fucking wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great time to get involved and really like sink your teeth into this game. And then, you know, if you like it and it's your thing, then you can backtrack and try the more, you know, sadistic ones. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and if you if if you're a, a particularly crazy person like myself, you can even go back and check out the games that from software made <laughs> years and years ago that yeah. inspired this kingsfield, kingsfield yeah. which kingsfield like kingsfield doesn't fuck around man King, kingsfield but it's it's kings especially because of the fact that like if we want to talk about age games kingsfield yeah. is a first person game on the playstation one that came out before the dual shock was a thing so you have to strafe and look and and like look up and down via the triggers on the PlayStation One controller, hell yeah! So it is, no. it is archaic as oh. fuck. Jam, you uh, you're you're a brave man. You're bra- you're a brave boy. And hey, guess what? Kingsfield, uh, the or Kingsfield US, which is actually Kingsfield Two. Did you platinum that? Well, there's no trophies because it's PS One, but oh. I did. You know, uh, I I did 100 percent beat it. You hun- uh, he spiritually platinum. Uh, he spiritually platinum. I, wow, I, damn. I, fucking adore that that particular game like if you can get past the controls and uh the fact that uh <laughs> because it's a super early game there, there's no checkpoints so it's like you have to like save manually save and like if you don't you're just immediately kicked back to the very start of the game <laughs> oh fuck them it's damn so, you, so it's like yeah you just, just find a save point and try not to die and uh yeah it's it's, it's good but yeah it's but- Elden yeah, Ring, non-spoilers. I like Elden Ring, but not as much as Demon Souls, Dark Souls, and Bloodborne. And I'm really yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's got the casual it's got the casual appeal in a good way. Like mm-hmm. my like a great example is um is my wife. Her favorite franchise is Legend of Zelda. Her favorite game of all time is Breath of the Wild. Hell yeah. And there's a lot of aspects about this it, that are hitting that same, yes. like the same buttons. Yes, that I, she's like, hey, can I roll a character? And I'm like, oh. I oh. I salivate at the oh. idea of watching you play Elden Ring. Oh, that would Let's be so cute, especially go. if you especially if you kind of, you know, can come in and co-op with her too, like, you know, I'm sure she would appreciate that. Like Well, it, we've only got one rig that'll run it, so Oh shit. I'll be there I'll right. be there for the spiritual yeah. advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is also a huge help. But I'll, but I'll be just as worthless as a lot of the notes left on the ground. <laughs> yeah, telling her to she, loses, she loses 20 times to Margaret the Fell and goes like, what do I do? And I just try finger a butthole. Lee, help me. Lee, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, just, 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 she sees a cliff and just go, hey, honey, try jumping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah try, try jumping. Yeah. Suddenly like, dung. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, um... God, yeah, that's so actually, actually yeah, like you you mentioning uh, Breath of the Wild made me remember too. my one final thought from me as well. Um, I think I I do play a lot of open world games. Um, I not really necessarily by like I'm not like a huge fan of open world games. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of issues with that particular genre, um, but just a lot of the games that I end up like playing 
end up being having kind of an open world vibe to them. Mm -hmm. uh, very much a lot of the exploration in this game hits the same notes that Death Stranding, Breath of the Wild, um, and a couple of other open world games have hit for me, where it's just like, I just want to kind of like zone out and just go in a direction and just mm -hmm. see what's there. Yeah, it was it was definitely scratching that itch for me, like in the same way yeah. that um, Witcher Three and uh, Cyberpunk did. Yes, yeah. just I, I, I just want to roam around here a while. Yes, I haven't played either of those, but yeah. So that 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 is I'm and actually okay. So this is actually probably a really good segue into spoiler stuff Beautiful. because I wanted to talk a little bit about like my sort of love hate relationship with the game. Um. And like initially it was much more on the on the hate side or on the on the dislike side. And I had, you know, this is all recorded on my on my channel because I, I talked about this a little bit while I was playing it, where there were a lot of things I didn't understand in terms of the appeal for this game. I um, haven't even considered that. I can go to your channel and watch <laughs> your playthrough now. Yeah, you can. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but you know, like there were a lot of there were a lot of things that um, people were pointing out as like, uh, you know, I, I think maybe I don't want to say they were necessarily less experienced players. I think maybe they might have had less experience with open world games. Um, but in general, there were things people were pointing out as like a, oh, my God, it's so amazing that Elden Ring did this. And I'm like, that's kind of a staple of the open world genre. Mm -hmm. Like they, they're not reinventing the wheel here. This is very much you know, like a thing that I've experienced in countless open world games. So I'm not, I'm like, I don't see why that's suddenly so appealing just because it's, it's got a from soft coat of paint on it. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm curious which, which aspects in particular, because I agree with you. They, they didn't do anything to like really. Yeah. It was innovate a, lot of, a whole hell of a lot, but I'm curious yes. which talking points were brought up. It was, you. it was a lot of people, people were saying, Oh, I don't want to specifically, I think in relation to horizon, uh, because Horizon had the unfortunate timing of coming out like a week before Elden Ring came out, and Kinda I like think the first Horizon had the, the unfortunate the first timing one with Breath of the Wild. wild. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. So Horizon has had really terrible luck in terms of their release date. Um, but a lot of people were kind of like saying, "I don't want to play Horizon because I already know what that open world is going to look like. It's going to have a snow level. It's going to have a desert level. It's going to have a jungle level." And I'm kind of like. So does Elden Ring, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but Elden Ring also has the Lake of Rot. <laughs> yes, I mean, right. speak, for me speaking, I don't want to play Horizon because like, like, characters people, people don't were... shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That's, well, that's, um, that's my main thing. It's, it's just, yeah, I, I, I hate I'm the still... cacophony of dialogue. I am still going to get the Horizon plat. I'm like halfway through it right now, so I'm like, oh, nice. and and I've been I've been enjoying it for what it is. It does have a lot of the same problems I had with the first game, um, but like, I, to me that it, that that is my podcast game. That is my I I turn on a podcast and I just kind of like go and explore the world. I have it cranked down to easy. So it's not very challenging. I'm kind of just like going through and doing the like collectathon stuff or like exploring. And I'm never, I'm not limited in any way in terms yeah. of difficulty. I'm, it's just, it's, it's my like, it's my video games and chill game. Yeah. Whereas Elden Ring was like, oh my God, I need to focus up. I like, <laughs> you know, need to, need to be constantly on for the game. Um, See, that's, that's, so yeah. that's, that's the, that's, I guess, the one uh, difference between you and me is Elden Ring is yeah. my, my chill game of just, it, sure, just venturing up it, and doing nothing. It kind of, it kind of became that toward the end, which I think we'll get into when we talk about 
our likes and dislikes, but um, yeah. The so the other thing, the other thing, people people were kind of talking like Elden Ring sort of invented that sort of Metroidvania level design style no. in an open world yeah. where it's like, oh, you kind of like you know, you go to an area and you, you, you like, you, the area kind of like loops in around itself or there's multiple pathways to get in or, like, you see something in the distance and you can get to it if you figure out this secret path. And I'm like, open world games have kind of been doing that forever. No, like, it, I'm like, it's, I remember Skyrim doing that, that, so. that. That element was a lot more impressive in, in uh, Dark Souls and, and the other, mm -hmm. the previous FromSoft games because a yeah, lot and of, that's, that's a the, lot thing. of the it's other... Also, a lot of the linear games, Dark Souls. <laughs> a lot of the games where it's like you, you play a more linear game and you see something in the skybox, it's just yeah. there to look pretty. It's just there yes. to be like, oh, cool, there's yes. that tower in the distance, but you never but, go to that tower. Whereas yeah, in like Dark Souls 1, for just as, as, as an example, there's yeah. there's towards the start of the game, you get to the top of this 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 chapel, which is where uh -huh. your first major objective is Belfry. And if you look down from that Belfry, you'll sort of see this this chasm with like 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 it like looks like there's some fucked up shit down there that's actually an area you go to later on in the game and you can actually sure. see the you know thing there and it's like that's super cool and like sure and and like that that is great especially for a like not an open world game yeah but open world games have been doing that forever in oh, yeah. fact it was like a selling point that a lot of open world games would use in their like you know, like, their big pitches where they're like, oh, you see that mountain in the distance? Yeah, that's not just, uh, like, set dressing. You can climb that mountain. Like, yeah. ever, anything you can see, you can interact with. And it's just like, that's that's kind of the appeal of open world. So I'm like, the, that's not the thing that makes Elden Ring unique here. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the one thing I can say where that still applies somewhat for me is in the mm -hmm. legacy dungeon type stuff where I find little unique pathways, like through Stormville Castle, like that that little side secret path I showed you at, where it's like, oh, there's I that mean, like, archway or whatever, and it's like, you yeah. jump there, and there's like, oh, hey, there's this this pathway that leads to this underground chasm thing, where there's this fucking awful tree spirit that I fucking hate. Oh my god. Uh, like, let's, let's not talk about that yet. <laughs> yeah, but like... We'll get there. The, the, yep. the, we'll the, get there. The intricacies of the of the legacy dungeons and and how they're yes. Metroidvania. -y, that 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 clicks all boxes for me just because I yes. like Metroidvania I think, type stuff. Yes, I think a lot of the a lot of the big, yeah, a, a lot of a lot of the legacy dungeons, which I didn't even know that what they were called until yesterday. A lot of the legacy dungeons do have fantastic design, and that's very clearly reminiscent of their previous games where the you know that essentially is the level is yeah. the legacy dungeon right but i think in general it's kind of like the open world having those elements that's just a common element of open yeah. world games so that that to me was not impressive and i was just i was kind of like why are you being so impressed by this <laughs> like i get it i get it it's it's a very cool game now now i understand but you know i'm also just kind of yeah so um uh yeah i i guess maybe we should kind of start i i had i made myself a list of my likes and dislikes because mm. uh yeah because i really wanted to like I, I wanted to make sure i hit all of the points i wanted to hit in this discussion um i have a lot of i, I have a lot of things i really like about this game i think it does a lot of things really well and i think it does a lot of things poorly and i wanted to address kind of all of that but mm -hmm. let's let's start with the like train i think sure and uh yeah so um uh actually 
or do do we want to start with likes and dislikes or do we want to get no no let's start with that okay so the first thing I wanted to say that I liked which can kind of get more into um like what we've been talking about is the exploration I think that was like the biggest thing for me was that it was just this like I think not even necessarily more so than any other open world, because a lot of open worlds do this, where they, you know, they have little little things hidden here and there, little unique moments. Um, I think this game just did that really well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think it reinvented the wheel. I don't think it did anything that, like, Horizon is not also doing, or Breath of the Wild didn't also do, or Skyrim didn't do, or, you know, any of that stuff. But I just think that it did it in a really compelling way for within the game, right? Like, I liked... I liked turning a corner and running into a, a, a boss or like running into, mm-hmm. you know, a, you know, a random mob or seeing a little shiny in the distance. And, you know, I, I, it was just, it was really, really cool. Um, my, my favorite time to be a player of this game was when the group of let's players that I watch were all going through it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And just hearing the differences in what they had seen in the first major area at Limgrave Yes. Told yeah. me why I like the um the amount of content that they've squeezed into this world of yes. like they're both like 20 or 30 hours in. Uh-huh. And then, you know, someone will just bring up, oh, did you see the wolf guy? And two others go, What fucking wolf guy? And that like yeah. and there's a whole separate thing, and Blythe yep. have a whole massive story. Did yep. you see yep. the sky wolves? <laughs> Everyone saw the sky wolves. Damn it, Jam! Well, and, uh, you and, can bypass the sky wolves. That's that's true. That's true. I I absolutely love that. Like there, and there's just like a so many little weird open world instances and things that just you you come across that you can tell somebody something, mm-hmm. and it could sound like complete bullshit, but it's yes. probably true. Like yes. James had my favorite, where I'm like, yeah, I'm in like this new area now, which uh, was. Um, the the swamps around Raya Lucaria uh-huh. and James just kind of like threw you know threw under the radar oh yeah great zone have fun watch out for the building that has the sky shoot lasers at you I'm like what <laughs> yep yep <laughs> and then didn't say anything further yep. and then sure enough two days later I'm playing and the sky starts shooting laser yeah. beams at me see that that is what that is kind of what I'm talking about when it comes to like spoilers for this game because James would also drop some of that stuff where it's like oh, like, yeah, watch out for this thing. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? And then, yeah, like, hours later, I'd be like, that's what he was talking about. And it didn't detract. Check out the new emoji I've got on the Discord channel, and it's a turtle wearing a Pope hat. (laughs) And I'm going, where is this going? And then I find the turtle Pope. Yeah, on on that note, like, Emu and I were were shooting the shit in the lose Discord. And I go, mm-hmm. I need to find this is before I found him. I was like, I need to find Turtle Pope. Yeah, because, and because like, I found him I found him before you and I yeah. said, Have you met Turtle Pope yet? And you're like, What? And I'm yeah. like, Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I need to find Turtle Pope and lose like a what? And Emu had already met Turtle Pope and he's like, Oh yeah, Turtle Pope's pretty cool. And I was like, I did find Jarman. Jarman's pretty neat. And Lou's just like, Are you being serious? What are you talking about? Are you guys being serious? And then it's I drop a photo of Turtle Pope and I drop a photo of Jarman. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's like, yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it, you can say shit and it sounds fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And that's because it is weird, but it happens in the fucking game. The sky tries to mm-hmm. fucking kill you. Wolves yes. fall Krista, from the fucking absolutely. sky. 
Krista Absolutely. happened to be in the room when I came across Alexander in um, yep. Mount Gelmir uh-huh. when he's oh. tempering himself in the lava. That that's super cool. I okay, yeah. Sorry, go on. I, but I, I'm putting a pin on this because I want to talk about that in a second. Okay, and just like. You know, she's she's seen me like dungeon crawling and like you know fighting monsters and casting spells, and then she just happens to be watching when I'm talking to a giant sentient jar who's meditating in a sea of lava, going, "Yes, I must become harder." Okay. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's totally on brand. That's my boy Alexander." Yeah. Or, or I remember when I, okay. I I mentioned a cat. It's like it's like, oh, I found Snake Girl, and she's like, "Oh, you're talking about the devouring serpent?" I was like, "No, talking no, about Snake, Snake Girl." Girl. <laughs> I, I also found Snake Girl later, but um, fuck Snake Girl. So, uh, so on on this note of um, you know, find, finding NPCs in the world and stuff and stuff like that, I think that is a really good segue to. I know I said I wanted to do mostly likes at this point, but I want to talk about something I've. I personally, I'm. Very I know torn which way on. we're going. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm personally very torn on it because on the one hand. I do really like that a huge part of the exploration is that you are not spoon fed a story. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't have a narrative kind of like hanging over your head really. Like there's not a whole lot of like lore being dumped at you unless you actually go seek it out, which is cool. And it really lends to this kind of like sense of community of like, Oh, like I can talk to my friends about this stuff, and like some of them know what I'm talking about, and others are like, "What are you like? What are you talking?" And then yeah. they also like everyone has kind of a unique experience with the story in that regard. However, I think like the game, the game I think really gives you a lot of freedom in terms of how you experience it. You can you can go anywhere and do anything, and that. That I think it really gets that right. Like that is a thing a lot of open worlds kind of like advertise as just like, yeah, you can go wherever. But usually there's a big through line story that like gates off certain areas and does all this. But you're like never gated from anything. No, there's like three hub things you have to hit. And like, that's the only thing I would like, like. Even then you can bypass like. There, there's apparently like a secret route into like one of the second hubs, and like there's another oh, secret yeah. like teleporter to another place. Yeah, well, it's, one of the things great. that one of the things that I discovered on my my PS4 playthrough, for example, was mm-hmm. uh, the entire time on my PS5 playthrough, I wanted to get to Atlas Plateau. Yep. So that's the, that's I, the secret I, route I was talking I, about. Yeah. I, so I could like yeah. fucking uh, uh, get some bell bearings and and some gear mm-hmm. that was up there. Yes. And yeah. I was like. But I don't want to get like these medallions because I know I got to progress for them. And then <laughs> I find there's a tunnel I, for that. There's a turns out there's a tunnel or like that one there's path that, that that I discovered before I even went through Stormvale that mm-hmm. took me straight to fucking the lake section without having yep. to go through the entirety yep. of, the, of 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 Stormvale. Yeah, like I, I it, it took me forever to explore Kaled, but once I did, I really liked how everything was kind of networked. But anyway, this is I'm sorry. This call is it call it by off. its real name, Florida. Florida, yeah. yes. I, I this is getting slightly off my point, though. Real quick, I think yeah. the only yeah. place if that's gated back. off is just the mountaintop. That's it. Yes. Yeah, I think I think so. But and even that is like, you get there eventually, and, and, yeah. and yeah, once once you get to a certain anyway, um, oh, and and some of the final areas are are gated. By oh yeah, yeah. Get, progression. Like, Ferrum is um, gated. Yeah. Ferrum is gated and, and a couple other spaces. But anyway, so the I thought that the freedom to explore and experience the game in any order was just like 
That that to me is the thing that should be most impressive to people, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, a lot of the narrative of the game, and I don't necessarily mean like the main story, um, but like the the you know, the basically like taking Melina to the forge, like that that main story. Um a lot of the NPC side quests, a lot of the um the sort of like extra like lore that you can get. Which is all, it's very, it's kind of hidden, it's like interconnected. You you interact with these NPCs, but there's not necessarily an obvious like thing to do next all the time. Sometimes they will tell you, hey, I need you to go do this thing. But other times they don't. They just say, like, I need X. And you're like, okay, I need to go find X. I have no idea where X is. I'm going to go explore. <laughs> However, a lot of that narrative is tied to very specific actions with limited time frames. Missing which results in the player losing huge chunks of narrative or lore. Yep. No, and yeah. it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not in so much as like, oh, the story changes if you don't do it in this time frame. The story will just end. And that, to me, the, the sort of like invisible clocks where as soon as you trigger something with an NPC, a clock starts, and if you don't do a thing within that, that time window, the NPC dies off screen or, uh-huh. you know, the, the, the story just says you can't complete me anymore and small windows for side quests slash story progression. I think those two things are antithetical to the free reign imposed by the open world structure. Absolutely. Yeah, and, sure. and to me, that, that's not yeah. seen in a better situation than very early on with Rajay. Rajay is a great example. Yes. I was I, so yes. pissed off by the way that progressed because yes. I found him early on in the chapel in, mm-hmm. in Stormvale. Mm-hmm. And he's all like, hey, let's go do the thing. I'm like, yeah, bro. Yep. We fought yeah. Margaret the Fell together. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then suddenly he's got tree cancer. Yep. And I'm like, wait, what happened? Yep. And then I did some looking up and it's like, oh, no, before you got to, you know, to Ronnie, you had to go underneath Stormvale to this area that you didn't know existed mm-hmm. to fight a boss that was outside of your current level range for that time mm-hmm. to then get, you know, Rajay's quest line yep. properly kickstarted. So sorry, he's got tree cancer and he's dead now. I'm like, yes. oh, yeah. Uh, and- okay. I I had a similar experience, although I think mine might have partially been a bug, but I don't know because, again, a lot of this game is kind of, it's intentionally mysterious, but that also means that a lot of times <laughs> it's not, not a bug, it's a feature. Yeah, exactly. You're not really sure yeah. if, like, did was this supposed to happen this way or not? So uh, with Latena, the al- albanuric that you find, oh. uh, there's a... Yeah, there's a girl with a with a dying wolf that you find. She's mm-hmm. lamenting that she's lost her medallion. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to go find one of the medallion halves. And after you find the medallion half, you go back to her and you exhaust all her dialogue and she will say, I'm going to come with you. And she becomes a spirit ash. Mm-hmm. And then on your way to the next one, she'll talk to you a little bit to, to find the next, uh, the, the second half of the medallion. She'll talk to you a little bit. You get that, you know, you get that second medallion and then you're able to go to this new secret area where you take her to a church and then the end of her thing is she gives you a somber ancient dragon smithing stone, one of the rarest drops in the game. It's like a very nice, a very nice reward for completing that quest. So I was like, and it's it's also a fairly easy way to get that quest. So I was like, cool, I will do that. I ended up having like looking this up because I was like, I don't really want to miss side content anymore because mm-hmm. of the Rajay thing. I went and talked to her after I got the first half of the medallion. And she 
I exhausted her dialogue multiple times. She didn't do anything. And I was like, okay, I must be missing something. So I went off to go like do other things to try to figure out like what I have to do. And I would come back every like, you know, every, every so often just to check on her to see if maybe I had more progress. Nothing. She never, she, she had one line of dialogue she would just repeat to me every time I talked to her. She never, she never progressed her dialogue to, I will become a spirit ash and follow you. Hmm. So I went and got the second medallion because I thought, okay, maybe I need to get the second medallion. Maybe that's how I get her. And apparently doing that just ended the quest. Yeah, that, she, that was a bug. She should have turned into an yeah, ash. Yeah, like... she died. She died off screen for me and I could pick up her ash that way. But then, yeah, I could never actually complete her quest. Yeah, which wow. is, I, think, I think that's a bug. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. But and it's it's kind of a minor gripe because like the only thing I really lost out on was a crafting material. But at the same time, I'm like, I would have wanted to see what she had to say later. Like I was specifically attempting to do that. And yeah, and, mm-hmm. yeah the game just kind of. So I, I actually never progressed Alexander the Jar's quest line because yeah, of that I, as well. I, I completely I, forgot to com- to complete his quest. I didn't even know Roger had a quest until you guys yeah. just mentioned it. And his uh, is yeah. super important for lore. I, yeah. I, I missed also, uh, and because of the fact that I cleared through Faramazula, I'm locked out of one of the, the variant endings because of mm-hmm. that. Um, the, mm-hmm. the one involving uh, Tipo's man. I don't know if you ran into Tipo's man. Uh, oh, gold mask. Yes, gold yes, mask, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, I, I can't I get actually, his ending I, and his equipment because I didn't complete I, that quest before Ferrum. I got his ending, and um, we'll, we'll we'll talk briefly about the endings. I don't want to spoil anything for Lee. I, I found his ending very underwhelming, um, so I don't think you're missing much. But, yeah, it's uh, mostly for gear. That's all I care about. Gear and for just gear. Yeah, like his armor because oh, the yeah, fact he drops, that I get to wear. Yes, I get to that, be a that, slut. <laughs> That is what I sent you guys in the Discord, is his yeah, armor that he I, drops at the I, end of the quest I, line. And I lost the, the option to get a T-Pose emote. I want to be able to I was, T-Pose on, I on was, Fools. Yeah, I, yeah, I can T-Pose on Fools. He, I was, I'm, a, I'm a slutty pyramid head now when I don't, <laughs> you know, when I, when I want to, like, just meme instead of actually being helpful as a summons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like yeah. how in Dark Souls I would just strip off all my clothing and just wear the... No, no, I, I would wear the super fat armor like chest piece but mm-hmm. no pants and then have mm-hmm. like either a burlap sack as my headpiece or the mask of a child so it was like this baby face so it's oh just God. like this James. obese fat what armor evil within villain are you <laughs> and i just invade, i'd invade people with like dual shields so it was like the most useless fucking build i want a wow. couple of pvp duels that way i don't know how. i was like dude i've got dual <laughs> shields these are not meant for attacking the fuck are you doing <laughs> or whips because in dark souls one whips are fucking useless dual whips are oh even more God. useless i <laughs> that i i picked up a whip early in elden ring and my buddy ethan was like please don't use a whip like they're so fucking you they're actually not bad in elden ring no they, they, they've got oh yeah no i, I like the one bad. that delos's brother drops yeah oh yeah i i didn't have the faith to use it but like yeah they, they used will. to be terrible but they've god got put your it. faith in god yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so I yeah. But yeah, the whole quest progression thing, the way the yeah, way the storylines can just drop out is yeah, it's yes. it's really frustrating. Yeah. Because yeah. and especially since like I you know, like like not not to harp too much on on other open world games, but like Skyrim has, you know, a lot of side quests, right? A lot of side content and it's usually pretty easy to keep track of. 
but if you like, you know, I don't think they usually do any sort of like ticking clock elements. Um, but if you do something like in another quest line that basically like nullify, like there's that whole civil war quest, right? Where like mm-hmm. the result of which can like greatly impact other quest lines. But it's usually not that the quest line are, are just like cut off completely, like unless you kill the NPC. Like I remember there was only one big quest line that got cut off, like like that could get off, cut off really early. And it was like the cannibal one. Where it's like, if you don't go to this cave with this specific item, then mm. the cannibals will just be hostile and attack you, and you can't do their quest. Um, but, like, you know, that's that's one very minor um, section, and it's not, like, you know, important for, like, trophy stuff or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, like, like very rarely in, in those games is it just like, well, you missed the window for this particular NPC to be alive, so he's dead now. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely frustrating when, when that happens and you wind up getting locked out of content, especially like in, yes. in some of the older FromSoft games that, like, like I'm talking like Demon Souls and, and Dark Souls 1, um, some of the rewards could potentially be somewhat trophy related, so that would be... That's one of the reasons why I was kind of, I guess, grateful that when I did finally go through them, I kind of used the wiki to make sure I did whatever yeah. trophies that I yeah. could. But like, yeah, I very much wanted, I for, for my initial playthrough of Elden Ring, I was like, I want to be blind to everything. You know, I just want to play it. And then at a certain point, I was like, no, but I want the content. And yeah. because of the way this content, it, like the content delivery is structured, where it's these very specific timings. As soon as Rajir died, I was just like, uh, and I and I found out he had a whole quest associated with him that I missed. I was like, okay, I need to. I think I need to be tracking this more carefully. I think I need to actually have an outside source, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which which frustrated me a little bit because I was kind of like, I want, you know, I I want to be able to experience this game freeform because that's that's the structure of it makes me want to experience it freeform. But then the structure of the narrative is like is you know, and I I don't necessarily think this is a hundred percent a an Elden Ring problem. I think a lot of open world games like have difficulty structuring their narrative to flow, you know, yeah. cohesively in an open world because yeah, so much of it is okay. If the player can go anywhere and do anything, what is compelling them to do the main quest? Right. Like yeah. if you make it too like, Oh my God, you have to save the world. Then it's like, why are they spending 20 minutes collecting pigeons? If like the world's going to end, you know, like there's no there's no ticking time element, but like there's this you know huge uh, obligation hanging over your head, but you're just running around doing side quests. Very, like very, that's kind of weird. Very few games sort of do yeah. like do an answer to that. But, like like near yeah, but near then, it off. But then the opposite, where like you don't you don't have a super compelling thing, and you kind of just allow people to free roam. Then it's kind of like okay, well what what's the what's my drive to keep playing this game? Even? Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, like near Automata, I think is the only game that I can think of in recent memory. That mm. actually has that, where mm-hmm. and and it it just always leads to a joke ending in most instances. Like you'll get you'll <laughs> uh-huh. get like, oh no, the village is getting attacked by whatever, and then if you go mm-hmm. off in the other direction to like fuck off and like fuck that, I'm gonna go do some side quests. The game fades to black, and it's like yeah, the village was destroyed, and then it does a fast forward credit sequence. You got ending X of the alphabet, and then mm-hmm. oh the main God. menu, and you just load back in, and just it's like, no, okay, go go do the fucking thing, because the village is gonna get destroyed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and also like to that, 
speaking of like joke endings, I do really like the, you know, the Far Cry 4 method of like, you know, like, oh, if you just wait in the opening cut, like opening cinematic or opening like air level, if you just yeah. wait for the, the villain to come back, you, you just game over. Like there's, there's yeah. no reason for you to like be here and like stage a coup. Yeah, so honestly, you just, you <laughs> I think the better ending, you immediately complete your objective yeah. and then... Yeah. It's like, yeah, you didn't overthrow a tyrannical despot, but the tyrannical yeah. despot doesn't have anything, any ill will towards you. you, you. And I, yeah, I you think the rebel leaders are kind of unlikable assholes anyway, so it's like, I don't mm -hmm. fucking care. Yeah, so it's just like, yep, all right, I'm, now, I'm, now I'm flying home. Yeah. It, 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 You're welcome, Mom. <laughs> the, to, to circle back to, like, a like thing... Um, mm -hmm. Uh, like one of the things that yeah, I, let's, I do let's go back to the likes <laughs> one of the things i do appreciate about the story is the although it is definitely more vague here than in, in dark souls one and demon souls this mm -hmm. is again that that mysterious nature of the narrative like of you piecing things together to an extent and like there's mm -hmm. more and like the item descriptions and through npcs and whatnot and like i mentioned how the multiplayer stems from like a real like miyazaki's real life experience and that's also how why he does his narrative structures the way he does because when he was a child he was like he's a big fucking fantasy nerd right and yeah. he got access to a bunch of western fantasy books but english is not his first language so he would have to while reading fill in the blanks because like i don't understand this word i don't understand this sentence etc etc mm -hmm. and he wanted to recreate that sort of broken story sort of thing and piecing it together piecing yourself it together yourself and mm -hmm. it's definitely yeah. not, not for everybody especially because like it, it can be frustrating especially with like how npc progression goes uh, well, and, and i think that more... definitely needs to get adjusted since it can be it's, i mean it's, a it's little... more it's more that that i think like, because I, I actually didn't know that backstory to it i know you t you told me about the backstory to why he does the co-op stuff which is I think very similar to like Journey's entire like yeah. entire theme. Um but uh yeah, so all that being said, uh I think that uh the piecing together the narrative doesn't bother me so much as the losing entire chunks of it if you don't piece it together in the right time frame. It yeah, would no, be like I can agree it would that. be like if while he was reading and he messed something or he he couldn't figure out a, a word and had to fill in the blanks, somebody ripped the page out and was like, Nope. You're, you took two seconds too long. No more of this page for you. Yeah. You know? I, I, I do. Yeah, I, no, I, th I, I think this is more about, like, the... That's sort of mm -hmm. thing. But I'm, I'm just talking about, like, the broad strokes of, of the narrative yes, sort of thing. Sure. Or, like, and the I'm, inherent yes. bits of little flavor hidden in there. Like, you know, discovering... Yeah. Like, I, I play a faith character, and mm -hmm. um, you, as you start to uncover you more incantations it. and things um, by talking to members of the round table, you... Mm -hmm. you quickly find out that things like pyromancy are straight up blasphemy mm -hmm. like this is bad magic this is not what we do and so you start to piece together things like when you're walking around areas and you see groups of um of pyromancers mm -hmm. like oh okay let me you know collect their shit and all of their items will have yeah. specific bits of like how they turned against the will of the Erd tree and the the mm -hmm. words of the two fingers Mm -hmm. And then, like, ultimately leading towards the dude who literally lives in the middle of fire being the ultimate blasphemer, uh, mm -hmm. Praetor Rickard. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, this all comes together super, like, super yeah. well and very well laid out. And I only really know about this by, like, reading the item descriptions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, like, I'm 
I'm fine with that. It's just when, when, like, if, if you, if basically, like, it was, it was kind of all leading up to, to Rikard, but then it was like, if you don't piece this together in X amount of time, you don't even get to deal with this boss. And it's like, oh, no, I'm I'm saying they're two separate things entirely. Yeah, there's there's the flavor hidden in the in the lore bits and descriptions and the quest line issue, which are apples and oranges. Yes, yes. Um, And like, I, I really loved the, the sorcery school stuff. Like, you know, similar similar to you doing a faith build and, and kind of uncovering all of the like incantation kind of like what's what's good and what's bad. Uh, yeah, the sorcery stuff is fucked up, and it's so mm. cool. I yeah, like, like the, the is... What, is isn't there like there? I'm still piecing it together myself, but there's issues between the the royalty of Caria and uh-huh. the Academy of Rhea Lucaria. Uh huh. Uh huh. And also, like there are uh, wizards who are kicked out of the school because like they yes, Selen's quest is probably one of my favorites, um, and it also. Uh, it ends the worst, but like, like yeah. by, by the worst, I mean, it's fucking awesome, but I hate it. Like, I, I, I don't know how far you've gotten in her quest uh, line. Don't, don't totally spoil it because oddly okay. enough, the mission I was doing before hopping on the podcast is I'm wrapping up her, her quest line. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool I'm, cool. I'm, yeah, I, I think I'm just about at the point where I need to, um, uh, deal with the witch hunter. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're you're right there then. So I won't I won't spoil it. But like, okay. I was I I was like, oh man, like it it really got. So yeah, that was another thing I really liked is I you know despite the fact that I do feel like sometimes having the narrative be so like hidden and so kind of like obscured, I think that kind of impacts your um uh. Well, okay, I, I shouldn't say your. It impacted my, uh, you know, like, attachment to the NPCs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, you know, Melina, M- M- uh, the, the spirit girl. Oh, the, the, yeah. The, she, she's supposed to be a big driving force for the plot, but you only talk to her, like, five or six times. That's, that's I, one thing I can get She's into largely well, absent like, for the... I, she doesn't have as much presence as a lot of the other previous FromSoft maidens. Where mm-hmm. even even yeah. if even if say in Demon Souls the Maiden in Black doesn't have necessarily mm-hmm. anything new to say, or the Doll in Bloodborne doesn't have anything necessarily new to say, yeah, they're like always present in the hub. They're yes. the ones like they're the ones you directly level up from, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like they they yeah. they're always there. Whereas I Molina, kinda, I like I, wish... I like what's there, but I want a huh. lot more of it. Yeah, I kind of wish she had more. just she was just always at grace points. Like yeah. that was how you leveled. Like if you were mm-hmm. leveling up, you had to talk to her. Like yeah. I think that would have solved that would have solved my issue a little bit if she was just always there. She also just she doesn't like, need to haunt you. She doesn't need no. to always be floating around no, like she like Johnny Silverhand in no, Cyberpunk. No, 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 no. She can or or like Navi. <laughs> well, like I okay, the best way I can put it because I've I've been wanting to talk about Melina. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the point in the major narrative that I'm at is I've just reached the mountaintop of the giants and I'm uh-huh. taking her to the forge. Uh-huh. That's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, you know, I'm sure we're about to like wrap up a big chunk of her story. This mm-hmm. game is, I feel like it's trying so hard to make me give a shit about her. Yes. And I don't Okay. Care. 
Same. Exactly. It's like if you like, get to that forge, you no. you might have to sacrifice something. And I'm like, you can take her. Yeah. No. Jane. I'm so with James... I'm with the blue forearmed witch doll. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm gonna no, peace James, out with her. James. James was actually there when I when I did that part, and mm-hmm. I actually commented during the like the 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 cutscene. I was like, I feel like the way they're swelling the music right now. They really want me to care about what's happening to this character, and I just don't. See, I I cared because of the fact that I I, I cared because of the fact that I felt it was wasted potential. I Mm, wanted more. I like her as a concept. I like what I've seen of her so far. I like the fact that, like, she didn't even necessarily believe in me at the start of the game, and that torrent is the the horse did. Yeah, I I can fucking dig that. But I the want. The horse likes me better. I or like if you get to the thing at the uh, if you sit at the side of Grace at the door to the the Three Fingers, you have yes. like three or four dialogue options where she's begging you yes, not, not to, to touch the door, and it's like, I yes. want more of this. Yeah. I want a lot more, and yeah, I just I think I, well, I it, think it that would have helped un- me actually give a shit about her, but. It just feels I, a little underdeveloped for me. Yes, yes. As as is, I I don't even lament the lost potential because I didn't see any loss. I was just kind of like, yeah, it was just it was just that one didn't work for me. But I, I, I see what you're saying though, James. Especially since you are coming from knowing how that kind of character was treated and and. Uh, written in previous games yeah like I, i'm thinking of like the emerald herald where where she all like you reach a new area and like she'll be there and she has new dialogue for you and whatnot and like mm-hmm. and and lore bits or the maiden in black being intrinsically tied to the great old one of demon souls and mm-hmm. and and she is a vital vital plot point or or, or the, the doll and bloodborne's blood linked to lady maria yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. all sorts of little bits and or even the firekeeper in Dark Souls Three, and how she's directly tied to the ending. Like, there's so much stuff that they could have done to expand Melina's character. Yes, and and yeah, that's that's sure. that's part of the reason why it's like I feel s- disappointed and sad because it's like I I just want more, and I want her to yeah. be a fleshed out better character. Yeah, yeah sure. and it's it's also I think just part of and this is uh, she's a, a weird exception for what I'm about to say, but it kind of goes hand in hand with the like abrupt nature of a lot of the plot lines of like there are so yeah. many strong NPCs mm-hmm. that just on a basis of you know sometimes things as shallow as their appearance or like you know yeah. one cool thing they do or yeah. say there's a really rich cast of characters here that I want to see do more exciting things, but just the way the narrative is structured and delivered, Mm -hmm. you don't get that. Like my, my favorite character in the whole game so far is D uh, the hunter of the dead. Okay. And there's so many things that just from two interactions, he became my character, my, my, my dude after two interactions. Mm -hmm. And it was all just because of on uh, storytelling just being done by by appearance basically of like um uh for those who haven't played the game 
His armor is a split between gold and silver and is made to mimic him holding the body of someone to his chest. Yep, yep. And you find out through playing his storyline that he has a a history with a woman whose inherent power is to draw life force from whoever she touches. And she she frequently offers comfort to you by offering to hold you. Uh-huh. And she has a history with D of like in my my head canon and from the lore that I'm picking up, he he knows she's this like force of necromancy and he's a hunter of the dead, but he longs for her so badly he's crafted his armor to look like holding her. Mm-hmm. And the end okay. of his quest line is she murders him. Well, yes. But so, also, you know, he's a twin, and the armor yes. is specifically twinned armor. I mm-hmm. I had always read that as that was the... Holding his brother? Yes, that was the, like, brothers in the womb, because... Oh, uh, interesting. If you... I Okay. I don't know how much you've progressed Fia's... Uh, Fia, I'm at, I'm at the Lich Dragon. Okay, okay. So, um... If and I've I've already put into I've already put into motion the events that uh, D's brother is going to murder. Yes, he's he wears his brother's armor to do so. Fucking a. Yeah. So that that to me was like, oh, this is this is the 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 twinness, which is a very uh like it's throughout the entire game a theme of mm-hmm. like twins and also sort of like duplicitous nature within oneself um which is which is cool and i think uh it's really cool in some instances but then in others i was kind of like this is getting a little too on the nose like there's there's a few too many characters who are like aha like you've been fighting me in this form but i am secretly this new name now for my second form and i'm like i'm i don't get me fucking started on this market the fell thing yeah 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 i was yeah like like the i got a whole thing to go into there i really really liked it in like in in multiple instances but then there were other instances where i was just like this is maybe a little too much maybe we should not maybe like the theme would be a little stronger if we limited it a little bit more just kind of you know it doesn't i get it i get what i get what you're going for <laughs> like you know but i think i think the theme uh doesn't need to be present in every single boss fight and well the end. <laughs> that's i think that's the fingerprints of george martin because a lot Absolutely. of his writing style focuses on family drama and long legacies and things like that so that's the old Georgie boy's hand is all over that my other complaint about george martin's involvement is how fucking similar so many of the names are where it's Uh, like how why how can i keep straight all of the r's all of the g's all of the m's you know it's just like excuse me i have a day job and a real life i'm not gonna sit here and map out the family trees of every single like i'm just like Stop. His his way of defending that too. I, I get where he comes from, but it's also very frustrating because he's mm-hmm. he's done interviews where uh, people have brought that up with him, and he said, "Well, if you look at English history, it's dominated by Georges, Richards, and Edwards." Absolutely, absolutely. I understand that's like, that. Hey, that's but... cool. That's real life. But this <laughs> isn't real life. This is a narrative. <laughs> that's well. On on that note, this too, is fiction. On on that you know, like on that note too as a minor thing, right? So, 
your maiden's name is Melina, right? And I was mm-hmm. taking a look at the trophy list, and I read it, and I'm like, wait, wait a minute, there's she's a boss fight, and it's like, no, that's Malini. Uh huh. And it's like completely unrelated. Completely, well, they, they might they might be tangentially related with lore stuff, but yep. at the same time, the names okay. are so fucking similar. So, Radon like, and Radagon. I can accept Godwin and Godric yes. because at least yes. those are, are and Godfrey. Yeah, Godfrey. Like those, those get and, a pass. And here's here's the thing, like that would be like I understand from a like yeah historically that's how it is. But, like, you aren't writing a historical narrative here. You are crafting a pantheon, right? Like, these are essentially gods, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, call them by any a different name. They're the, they're the lords. They're whatever. They're the gods of this world, right? Mm-hmm. And gods, yes, some of them will have similar names when they're, like, within the same family. But you look at, like... Greek myths or like, you know, like the Japanese pantheons or any any other place. And it's just like you have unique names for the gods because they are unique beings, even when they are birthed free. Like even even when you have like, you know, Zeus being birthed from all of like these giants, it's not just like Zeus and Zeus, you know, like it's just like yeah. no, that's stupid. <laughs> Zeus, all of Zeus's kids have incredibly varied, different names because you don't want to sit there and be like, oh well, I need to worship the god of the crops right now, but like I can't remember if her name is Demeter or Demetrius or Dem- Dem- Damascus, and I if you know if I or her brother Dimitri, yeah, or like you know if, if and if I worship the wrong one, all of my crops will go up Listen, in flames. It's I'm just gonna like, make a game about the Greeks, and there's gonna be Zeus and Zeus and zas and zat <laughs> yeah see exactly i'm just like from from a from a writing standpoint i'm just like you have to like you can't if if people are constantly confusing your characters that's not a point in your favor as a no. writer you know like no. that's that's they're not yeah anyway, one, that's one other thing about the narrative much. and it's just more of a minor thing of what i wanted especially because it mm-hmm. does the, the there is so much open to interpretation i i do wish mm-hmm. that there was more and this is a thing in dark souls one and i really wish that there was more of that in, in later games of two characters telling you completely conflicting things and there's no Ooh. evidence necessarily supporting either and it's just yes. up to you what you want because in like dark souls one i like that you you meet this serpent and he's like you need to reignite the first flame and usher in a new age of fire. Don't usher in the age of dark. The age of dark is the bad thing. But if you <laughs> end up going to a different area earlier than you're necessarily supposed to, you meet another serpent who's like, nah, man, the age of fire is the reason why the world is fucked. The world needs to move on. Bring in the age of dark. And it's like, mm-hmm. these these are two different characters who were basically telling you that the ending, one ending is good and one ending is bad, but it's entirely up to you and your viewpoint. Do you want to keep the world in the status quo, which is potentially fucked, or do you want to go off into the unknown where it still could be potentially fucked, but it's like, you know, the devil you know versus the devil you don't know sort yep. of thing. And it's, yeah. I dig that shit. And I was yeah, kind of good. hoping that that would be here. Or, or even even a it little is a more, little it's a it little is a bit, little bit yeah. but again because because Melina's presence is so 
not felt. You yeah. don't you don't really get that. And also the uh the 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 shabriri and yeah. like that Shibuya. whole that whole yeah that whole side part is is it's very it's not extremely impactful um so i have a i have a friend who's going with more of a like madness build for his um oh, confessor yeah. and i'm just like i'm like listen the the setup for that ending is one of the most like fucking infuriating things i've ever done in a video game but like you need to do it for your character because it's the perfect ending for your character. Yeah, that, that, I, I was kind of surprised to see that angle show up. Like I hit the mountaintops yeah. and it's like, hey, suddenly here's the god of chaos. I'm like, oh, yeah, wait. Yep. Where are we going now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I I liked that and I wanted, I, like, I really liked that. And like, I adore that ending. Like it is, it is my favorite. And it's not my canon ending because my character... My character loves the moon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I just I I adored it. I thought it was so cool, and I wanted its presence to be felt more in the rest of the game. Like, I wanted there to be more of this undercurrent of like like more quests about like madness and chaos. Like instead of just like oh every area has like a village that's inflicted with madness. You yeah, know, and- like that that to me did not like really cement that as like a potential like world world shattering uh you know impact to everything i wanted to see more of that but by comparison like i I like the stuff that they did with the rot even though i hate rot yes and i hate and i I hate i hate malignia but like even though i hated the radon boss fight i love his lore i love Mm -hmm. his design i like the fact that he's He's so much I, of a fucking badass motherfucker that yeah, he learns gravity so he can ride his tiny fucking horse. <laughs> that is Hell so yeah. fucking cool. And I, the fact that he's yeah. he's completely far gone, that they have a festival just to murder him, and that yeah. he's even in his madness, he's still holding back a fucking he's still asteroid. Holding back the, yes, yes. That's, that's fucking, fucking neat. That's fucking neat, yeah. No, I thematically and like lore-wise, I love Radon hated that boss fight because it just felt like a really boring gimmick yeah after a while where it was just like oh you just you summon all these people and you basically just have to you know run around and avoid him and try to get you know rot on him and whatever it's just like eh. I got so wrapped up in the spectacle of like summoning the boys to go fight him I Uh I've got a soft spot for the cosmic newborn Bloodborne creature hiding under the ground, mm. but Radon might be my favorite boss fight. Really? You? I don't know if you the fought fight it. Itself is infuriating. Yeah. It's thematically just thematically like so. Okay. I'm yeah, just so, yeah. and then he turns into a meteor, and I just go, "Oh no, you died." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, when he first yeah, turned I into think... the meteor, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Yeah. I. I think. uh yeah, just like I, I basically just rode around on the horse and just like resummoned people every time, and it was just we were just doing chip damage to him the whole time. And like I, I've seen some people on Twitter be like, "That's the best part of it," and I'm like, mm, "Okay, that's, agree that's to what, disagree." That's, like, that's <laughs> what I tried to do, and then I got yeah. like, I kept getting my ass stomped, and then finally when I just got in there and then rotted him and then just fucking moonveiled him, I got him in like the first attempts. Like, oh, I should have nice. just gotten right up into his stupid fucking horse. 
Yeah, I yeah, I was I was too scared of him. So he, maybe that's he hits, maybe he that's hit, on me. Maybe it would have been a better hard. fight if I had been not, you know. He, he I also fucking I, hits hard though. So it's yeah. like yeah. and I am I am squishy. <laughs> but Revert I think, the nerfs. I think actually at the at the Radon and, and it was pre nerf too. And yeah. at the Radon fight, I uh I probably had like twenty vigor. Oh god. <laughs> I spent oh. Lee, I spent most of the game at 20 vigor, all right? Like well, you're I was, a caster, that's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. I went pure glass cannon. I literally I dump I put every time I leveled up, I put it into int. I had I have 80 int base without like uh buffs. I have like 90 int as just like, you know, with all the buffs I had on oh my character. Oh my god. Yeah, I was just like yeah, this is, this is my, this I'm just is my gonna boy. pull the moon down on you. Uh huh. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is my boy. He he throws moons and uh, fights with lasers. Lasers there, people to death. There was there was a little bit of it in in a sense with the magic, but like another thing I kind of wish was like, I a thing that I love about Demon Souls is the fact that you have the the sorcery bros and the faith bros, and they're super against each other, and they keep calling the other person heresy and shit like that. And then you find yeah. out that, that the spells all originate from the same sp- source, which is the horrible cosmic <sighs> elder god. And it's just, yeah. they're oh both fucking wrong. They're both technically doing heresy. And it's just, I, it's two sides of the I same fucking that. coin. And it's like, I, I want actually, more of that shit. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that, that. I genuinely love that so much that I had uh, one of my D&D campaigns actually had that incorporated. Where there's nice. this like, there's this like religious war going on or like it was like in the past it was going on where they were like, you know, basically two sides being like, my God is right. And yours is wrong. And it's the same fucking God. I kind of like when it, it almost does the Marvel thing where um, like what we think of as like religion mm-hmm. is actually just like weird cosmic bullshit. Like yes. Thor. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's Thor from Norse mythology, but he's just like, basically kind of a magical alien in a weird yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, basically. Like and with like fun side note cuz I I I geek out every time I think of it. Um Kevin Smith had a pitch for what he would want to do for an Avengers movie. And oh, he said yeah, on his okay. podcast, right? Uh yeah, he was on I th- I think it was Movie Fights and yes. he said um like, you know, in in the Marvel universe religion is just like, you know, it, it it's things that actually exist and we're just looking at it through a different lens. So his ultimate pitch for the Avengers would be to fight St. Michael, the archangel. Oh my God. Like, yo though, that would be the shit. That would be awesome. Yeah, no, I, and I also, I also just really, uh, I adore the, like that concept of like, you know, some, some, some bit of lore that is so old that it's just been like, basically mistranslated forever where it's just like it's gotten to the point where like this you know this this you know godlike being that we just come to worship is just you know it's just a magic alien right like it's just like yeah, yeah no that like that shit is where it's like time and human 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 error of copying right like kind of distorts something into something else i like that stuff Hell but yeah. anyway okay so i want to i want to hit i want to hit a, a good point that's been, uh, that hasn't been brought up yet, and a bad huh. point that hasn't been brought up yet, and they both okay. have to do with the same thing. They both have to do with items. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. The good being, I am so thrilled at how many viable weapon builds there are. 
Yes. Now, there are some that are just better. Like, Moonvale, the way scale. Like, if you're a faith build, you want to either be using the Blasphemer's Sword or the Winged Scythe. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can make an argument for Cypherpada and do the, you know, Zealot, Protoss, yeah. My Life for Ire build. Yeah. Because um, they're also weightless and they scale beyond faith. They're pretty mm-hmm. fucking good. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that you can pick up a new item... And whereas in a lot of different games, and even from what I've seen in some previous uh, Soulsborne games, you get a new weapon, go like, oh, that sounds cool. And you swing it around for a bit and go, oh, well, that's bullshit. It's too bad. It sucks. And then you just go back to your other OP weapon. Uh-huh. There's so much shit in this game that's viable. Yes. Like my uh, one of the Let's Players that I watch, uh, Wooly Versus, he's doing his playthrough. And his main weapon of choice that he's decided on for his uh, prisoner mm-hmm. is Cestus. Just boxing, fists. baby. <laughs> oh, that's like, awesome. He, he's got legendary shit. He's got all kinds of good. And he's like, nah, dog. Cestus is where it's at. And Wait, his is Cestus fi- the one you get from killing the... Uh... It's a bare it's a bare bones basic uh like punching gloves yeah. essentially. I think you yeah, can yeah, buy yeah. them from that... somebody, right? I think uh, you buy them from um gatekeeper Gostrick. Okay. Oh, Gostrick. Okay. Um, I know there's also a like a, like a punching stuff you get from killing the uh uh the black guard at the prawn shack. Oh no, it's not him. Not okay, him. Okay. But okay. um Yeah, so it's just like, like a pair pair of boxing gloves don't kill him the end of his quest is great oh it's so good he was my best friend (laughs) and and then his second i bought so much crab off of him you have no idea (laughs) i i I love the little the little bits of like he's like hardened Uh ex-con and then it's like you know yeah i'll take some crab from you oh you like the crab do you (laughs) man you're on the level i like you yeah you should you should hang out more often we'll we'll eat more spicy crab yeah right i was just like I love you. <laughs> um, and then his backup weapon for like, you know, when he needs a little more range than fists mm-hmm. uh, is St. Trina's sword that oh, builds up sleep. Sleep one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he's he's podcasting with his with his partner on Castle Super Beast, who's like super like super into the game. Mm-hmm. And he's just like floored. Like mm-hmm. your two major weapon sets are like basic ass like punching gauntlets. And the sleep sword? <laughs> That's awesome. And that yeah. to me is way fucking cool. Yes. Like yes. I'm I'm that so it's like glad. a viable like it's still a viable but like there's so much content in this game you would expect so much of it to just be trash where it's like, exactly. okay, I'll, I'll throw this away the second I'm done with it. But no, like I I had a um the the starter glintstone staff mm-hmm. for my astrologer, and I just like leveled it up a ton. I had that for like most of the game. I I used the starting um, confessor sword for a little longer than I expected I would. Yeah, I, like I you know, I would switch it out for so like well. certain damage types. Like yeah. you know, once I got the morning star, I'm like, okay, I need to use this for like you know, golems and you yeah. know, crystal bros. Crystal bros. Oh yeah, but, I actually I should probably actually. Well, I mean, I guess I don't have to do anything now because well, the game's over. But I probably do actually need to get like a mace <laughs> or something. Some bludgeoning damage. Yeah, just some to mix it up. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's that's a big like big four there, for this. Are game. there int based maces? You can. Well, I mean, with the whole Shit. ash of war I mean, stuff, you can make. Yeah, it Yeah, you can ash of war it. But like, what if? What if? What if just 
cool mace. I, 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 I mean, I, think I was a blunt weapon that scales with him, probably. Oh, okay. Here's perfect Hammer? example. The to... perfect yeah, example probably. to prove my point. Sorry, go ahead, um, perfect example to prove my point. Just earlier, I was doing that same thing of like, huh, I need a new I need a new damage type in my repertoire. And I was looking through my weapons and I wanted something that would deal strike damage. So I'm looking at the hammers and maces and shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, okay, what scales with faith? Ooh, this one scales a C on faith without any stones in it. That's awesome. What are you? And it's the gold trumpet that the duders over oh, at the Capitol have. Dude, apparently the the long gold horn is like one of the best weapons for a faith build in the game. I've I've got the one handed one. Uh-huh. And the two handed one is like apparently just like insane. <laughs> oh god. And the fact that what should, for all intents and purposes, come off as a joke weapon. Of like when Alexander gives you a jar to put on your head. Like I'm carrying around what? the golden dude trumpet. You get a jar from him? Oh, oh yeah, I'm I can so wear a jar mad. on the head. I'm um, so mad now. Yeah, I can wear a jar. Well, I guess I'm to start asshole. a new playthrough so I can get that I jar. Know. I gotta follow it. my jar fantasies. Oh my god. Um, the fact that what should be a joke weapon is like one of my best options right now for leveling as a faith weapon is just great. I love it. I love that it's not all just like boss weapons. It's like, yeah, sure. You know, if you're a FromSoft fan, the second you get Moonlight, you're putting on Moonlight. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how Moonlight, it works. I mean, Moonlight Greatsword is it's yeah. pretty bay. It's oh, sure. I, I loved that. Yeah. Um, I, God. But then, however, this oddly plays uh, opposite end of the coin to one of my biggest criticisms about the items, <laughs> which is the massive gap in quality between talismans oh yes if your yes. talisman set isn't uh radagons and arsenal charm then what's eh? arsenal charm arsenal charm increases your equipment load by a shitload. oh okay I have, you get I... it you get it from nefeli um oh i think i yeah then i'm pretty early I I beat her quest line so or I I completed her quest line so I think okay I you probably, have you've it, probably got one I um, I what I've been running is the two the two sorcials yep um well either either the two sorcials or one of the sorcials and the one that in, the moon of Noxtella that increases memory slots oh there you go because the uh the laser takes up three memory slots and the moon takes up two so without mm. the increase I only have five extra where I'm like. Oh, but I have a lot of spells, so I, I like to use a lot of spells. It's it's my feeling looking at a lot of the talismans that there are just strictly some that are far better than others. And I, I feel agree. like talismans feel that they, they are supposed to fill this great slot of making you better at the very niche things you like being better at. Yes, correct. I yeah. uh, to, to add to this, I agree and I disagree, Lee. Because okay. I, I, yeah. I think there's plenty of bunk Damn. talismans oh. uh like mm-hmm. for ex- like uh where where like you'll get like Crimson headshot damage or or, or, or like oh god yeah like what <laughs> or or you get like a talisman and then you find like a plus one version of the talisman it's like well this other one is now mm-hmm. redundant or and especially because you can't yes. stack them mm-hmm. uh yes but i Although, i do apparently well i don't know if it actually stacks but I can have both of the increased sorcery talismans equipped, so oh, I do. Interesting. 
yeah. but I, I I do think that there is at least from from what my experience and 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 of swapping stuff out there are enough talismans that are good where i could swap up and and make things vary like i could absolutely have both sword seals equipped to boost my stats basically by 40 right mm-hmm. uh but then there's also stuff like radagon icon which shortens spell casting time which is mm-hmm. really yeah. good for super 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 lengthy ass spells because seconds count you know like especially for fucking the kamehameha bullshit where it's just uh yeah i had it i had it for a while on the kamehameha but i just i've i've gotten so good at timing that like figuring out the Mm -hmm. window to get it to go off that like i don't even need sure but or like like for me because like i i you know, I'm Again, always I am getting not good up. at I am not good at most of this game. I'm great at timing long range for, spells. For, <laughs> for me, who's like constantly up in somebody's grill and like constantly like physical mm-hmm. attacking and rolling and dodging yes. and whatever, green turtle yeah. talisman increasing my stamina recovery speed so I can fucking Ooh. roll faster. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like shit shit like that. Or like there's one I mean I uh, ended up there, I ended up swapping out talismans for a couple boss fights when it was when it was clear that like okay, this guy's doing a ton of X amount of, uh, like, X damage. I'm going mm-hmm. to, you know, use the talisman that negates that damage. So Yeah, or, or like, there's there's another uh, uh, talisman which is super useful. I didn't, I didn't really get to use it all that much, but, like, it, it will give you FP back if you score a critical hit, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And on, on mm-hmm. Moonveil... If you just do basic art like Ash of War R two, like the the uh, um, the fucking uh, vertical slash, yeah. that crits most enemies. Yeah, but Moonveil like, doesn't. You, the Virgil build doesn't count. Shut up! Shut the fuck up! Get out! Get your latest bullshit out of here. Yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. What, I, what I'm you just talking about is alone. like, yeah. What what I'm just basically talking about is just getting like my FP back or most of my FP back for that, so I can do more ash of war type stuff because there's plenty of other heavy hitting ashes of war that that will like stun an enemy much faster and it's like getting that back is 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 pretty neat or even even general exploration just the 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 one talisman i get fp back whenever i kill somebody or if i can you know that sort of thing but there are tons of junk talismans where it's just like this is just kind of a waste like why would i ever equip this like is who who I don't, I don't, I don't The, the ones that, the ones that, like, just increase, like, a single stat, like, int or, or faith or something like that, I'm just Those like, can fuck off. Meh. Yeah. Because there's so many that are like, hey, increase, like, HP, stamina, and, you know, or, uh, or, or FP, the, and it's the, just like, the one talisman, the one, the worst talisman in the game, because it's fucking lying, the long tail cat talisman, oh, renders God. the wearer immune it's to fall damage. Yeah. It's such a lie. <laughs> Because there's no, like, you even, like, it's, there's such a small window where fall damage actually matters, because it's either, it's either I've survived the fall, or I'm insta-dead. Yeah, (laughs) like, like, something like that was useful in, in, in Dark Souls, where Mm -hmm. there was a much bigger window between, like, no damage and death. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I will equip this, and, Mm -hmm. and, and, like... I'm not going to take damage. But, like, the window yeah. here is so small, it seems like, okay, like, I drop down this distance, I don't take any damage. I drop down 10 feet more, and I take damage, but only only at, like, 10 feet. 
And then I dropped uh-huh. down, like, in, from that starting point, 11 feet. So I'm, like, one foot below the fall damage, but I'm dead now. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, that, that, that fucking cat talisman is such a piece of shit. Yeah, I, I used it. It was worthless. It's absolutely worthless. I used it once, and I don't think it actually helped. It was just more of a, like, I'm going to equip this just in case it does something. And it was for the fucking setup for the for the Frenzied Flame ending. I, I, I think I equipped it in, in Radagon's Tower as I was trying to, like, get, mm-hmm. get down to the, plat- the, the, the bottom level. Oh, yeah, that and doesn't matter at I, all I there. Threw, <laughs> I threw it on, and then I died once. It was like, so that was a fucking lie, and I immediately yep. unequipped it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's... It's a joke, yeah. Um, but yeah, just yeah, the talisman talisman diversity. I just think could have been a little more evened out. Like the ones that to I, me I are really impressive that. are the ones that are like, um, uh, I, I can't remember. They had a name, and they might have been insignias. Or it was like, um, your damage on horseback is increased, or like your oh, charge yeah, attacks yeah. hit hard, like axe insignia, yes, lance yes. insignia. Those I, I think I, were perfect examples of what they should have expanded on. Oh yeah, sure. I. I tended to ignore most of those just because, or I think I had the horseback one equipped for a long time, but like, just because it was like one of the only talismans I actually had mm-hmm. at the time. But since I ran so heavy into sorcery, I usually just used the, you know, the sorcery talismans, right? right. Um, but yeah, no, that, I, I do agree that if they had, yeah, if they had like boosted ones for like later game because i think you get so many of those so early too yeah yeah kind of like yeah and before you've really had a chance to kind of like like really beef up what your character's gonna do so they're kind of they feel kind of basic so Mm -hmm. by the end if you're still running with like you know the the critical hit one or something like that you're kind of like "Eh, i feel like there's a better thing for me to put on at this point right so yeah even if you have the the you know all I think four, you get four talisman pouches is the final count. Yeah, you, you can have four total. Okay, yeah. To, to segue into my biggest criticism... Uh... Oh, wait, can, can, can I real quick highlight a couple more things I liked? Sure. Just very, quick, very, very quickly. Um, I think uh, we've already talked about it a lot, so just like my other... A couple of my other likes are the co-op and the variety of supported playstyles, which we've already talked about at length. Um... I, there were multiple side quests I really enjoyed. Uh, Selen's was probably my favorite. I really liked Ronnie's, which is, like, a much, has a much bigger impact on the game than Selen's, but, like, I, I just liked Selen a lot as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Gold Masks because it really impacts the, like, it really feeds into the lore. There's, like, a lot of Oh, I've had nothing to one. do with Gold Mask yet. Ooh, yeah, no, you're, you'll get there and it'll be F- great. Finish oh. Yeah, I've just seen him pointing at the tree and that's it. Finish yeah. it before you complete Faramazula, because if you complete yes. Faramazula, you're locked out. Yeah, of it. You, you're locked out of okay. it, yeah. Um, and then uh, Fia's I also liked, so yeah. to to your point, too, with like D and Fia, all that stuff was, was really interesting. Um, and then literally uh yesterday i i spent a lot of time struggling to 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 finish and i was mostly going it solo because james was busy my other friend is out of town my other friend who is at the point where he could help me is out of town so i was like struggling with this solo and just getting really frustrated but then i got to the actual like end game and it was awesome i cannot sing the praises of the end of this of this game more I genuinely it like completely turned my attitude around where I was just like oh this is 
fucking awesome. So mm-hmm. I, I really like the ending. And I can't wait to hear uh, your experience with it, Lee, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so go into your dislikes, James, because I also want to talk about my chief criticism is the amount of reused bosses. Yes. Yep. And yep. I, yep. Get, I get it because it's a giant open world and yep. and they want to fill all these spaces with a boss. I understand that from a design standpoint because I, yeah. like, I, I'm just going to throw a random number out there because I, I don't fucking, I, I honestly don't know. Let's say there's a fucking hundred bosses in this game, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe 40 of them are unique. Maybe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And like, I get that designing a hundred unique bosses would be a fucking nightmare. Yes. But as much I, as I, as much as the the initial thing of the open world and in its size really yeah. impressed me, by the end when I was just like I go through this cave and was like, oh, it's another crucible night, or oh, it's another crystallarian, or oh, it's another fucking tree spirit. I am like I was so I, I I hated the tree spirit the first time. Seeing the rotten it. tree spirits again at the end of a dungeon was just like fuck me. Like here we fucking go. Yeah, and and the fact that without really I mean we can briefly talk about it because Lee's seen it. Like the fact mm-hmm. that they reused Margit. Yeah. You know it's Margit and Morgoth, yeah. and I'm just that like me which, I I yeah. It's again it's supposed to be the. The, the twin or duplicity, but it's just kind of like, really, again? Although, I will say, the second time I met him, I fucking deleted him. Yeah, <laughs> and it like, was wonderful. Say, I erased him from Same. my face. Like, I, I lasered the shit out of him, and it took, like, a minute. <laughs> like, there, there's there's a few instances in, in previous FromSoft games where there's, like, a reused boss. Like, the probably the most famous fucking example is the goddamn Taurus demon in fucking Dark Souls 1 right mm-hmm. or yeah. or the the van the fucking vanguard demon right like mm-hmm. there's a couple of instances in bloodborne when you get to the chalice dungeons there's because they're they're super fucking optional there's mm-hmm. a fair amount of reused bosses but it's not nearly to this extent i don't think there's been a one of these games in the past where i've fought it the same fucking boss and it does virtually the same fucking mechanics like eight fucking times and that just gets it it takes away from the uniqueness of the particular Mm -hmm. boss like when i first fought a magma worm it's like oh this is cool it's a little frustrating because it just vomits lava all over the place but this is kind of cool and then i have to fight it again and then i fight it again and then i fight it again like yeah they're the yeah you you come to well, I think you put it best when you called it open world bloat. Yeah. And I think that mm-hmm. is kind of um, definitely it's again, it's also not a problem unique to this game. Yeah, it's, it's a not lot a problem of open unique worlds, to this game. Yeah, a lot of open worlds have this problem where it's just, OK, I've seen this enemy a million times and I'm fighting another one because yeah. you needed to populate this area with something for me to do. And you just said here's another copy-paste enemy. Like, you know, like, in, I, I get it. Or, like, another tower to climb or another dungeon to explore or in, whatever. In Dark Souls or Demon Souls, there would maybe be in a single game one to three dragons 
and each one was fairly varied. Yeah. And it was a unique, special moment because it's a fucking dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas here, that like the like the first time I found that dragon in Limgrave, the one that fucking just swoops in out of nowhere, that was fucking cool. Oh, Akiel. Yeah, yeah Akiel. Yeah. But then, yeah. then they reuse that exact same model and move set yeah. for so many other dragons, and I'm just like, yeah. And they have like different resistances, but different resistances, just... and maybe this one breathes rot, or maybe this one yeah. breathes ice, or maybe this yeah, one breathes it's... red lightning. They're not... They're not special. They don't feel like characters. They're field bosses, which yeah. is just kind of like, you know, like I, you know, the first time I fought a tree sentinel, it was like, oh fuck, and yeah. then I fought the dragon tree sentinel, it was like, oh fuck, and then there were and they're two all of just them. asylum demons. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And it, then there were two of them outside of uh, Lindell, and I was just like, whatever, I'm running past these two. I don't care anymore. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like I, I was telling Cat this when I first got the Lindell, like I was like, oh, oh, there's two tree sentinels. Okay, I'm just gonna run past them. And then I just run to the other side of the map and I stumble upon another tree sentinel. I'm like, God fucking damn it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, the first tree sentinel in Limgrave was, was a super cool tool to teach uh -huh. the player that, uh -huh. hey, you can run away from fights. If you see yep. a tough fucking enemy, you don't have to go at it right away. You can yes, come back later I, and deal with it. Yeah, I loved him. And it's, especially it's great since, game design. Yeah, especially since I came back you know, hours and hours later and just, like, clowned on him. <laughs> like, yeah. like me and my friend just absolutely bullied that man to death. And yeah, it was like, wonderful. If, if you want to fight it, if you want to do the Cosmonaut yeah. Marcus thing of picking a wretch <laughs> and fucking yeah. hitting it with a stick until it fucking dies, even though you have no goddamn armor, <laughs> oh go for God. it. You can fucking do what it. A, it's fucking what a, awesome. What a fucking... What a, what a king. <laughs> yeah, what, what a fucking Chad move. It's fucking yeah, great. I, yeah, exactly. But... I mean, that's like... like you know, I mean, we don't do dev talk too much on this podcast, but on, on God of War, we were all watching the people who were like, I'm going to, you know, like, no armor, beat the, like, Queen Valkyrie on the hardest difficulty, never getting hit, because if I get hit, I just insta-die. Yeah. And like, oh my god, it's just like, man, if you want to challenge yourself like that, go for it, but like... We did not intend for the game to be played that way. Yeah. You can just you can just not do that. We <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so, it's it's super cool. Damn. But, and it it's, is super it's, cool. it's 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 a great tool. But like the second I fight another one of it, it just takes away yeah. from that that magic of it. And like that's one of the uh -huh. things that I, I And and especially since now you're just like, oh, another one, and you've already like Mm -hmm. Like to an extent, it's kind of like I already know what to do. So like the second time I fought a uh, um, you know one of the one of the Erd uh, Tree Guardians, right? Yeah. Like the first time that was like, oh my god, this is so hard. I died so many times. I ended up doing like you know it on horseback, where I was just like putting you know putting up my my glintstone, uh, you know like like the the one that the one that the, I can buy off the turtle. I forget what it's called. Oh. The glintstone like warding thing where it shoots a a, a sword after a couple seconds of it being up. Yeah. So I would just, I would just place those and then like, like kind of like lead the tree toward it and then it would, you know, get hit with it. Yeah. So I was never in danger. Like, yeah, I, I figured out my cheese strat for it, right? And then I fight that same exact thing like eight or nine more times. And it's just like, I either do mm -hmm. the same thing or I was more powerful. So I had an evolved strat and I would just like, the last one I fought, I literally just one shot with Commodore. Yeah, it was like yeah. the easiest fucking thing in the world, and I'm like, why am I even doing this right now? Yeah, that, and that's that's the thing is like it even the bosses in the previous games that I would fucking hate, like the fucking mm -hmm. Rom the goddamn spider in fucking Bloodborne, or <laughs> Dragon God in Demon Souls, 
or the fucking worst, the fucking bed of fucking chaos in Dark Souls <laughs> 1, Fuck which is the fucking chaos. goddamn <laughs> worst piece of fucking shit that they've ever goddamn designed. So much so that Miyazaki has even apologized for how fucking awful the bed of chaos is. At least it was unique and I never had to fight it again unless I yes. did a new character or went in a new game plus. Yes, yes. Whereas, like, when I fought that fucking tree spirit behind the, the fog gate in, in, in Limgrave, in the fucking tutorial area, and yeah. I had the worst fucking experience where it was fucking able to yeah. do its charge attack as I'm exiting the fog gate, killing me yeah. in one hit before I can even get through the fucking fog gate. And it's in this tiny ass room where it's clipping through the fucking walls. And I literally, can, it's a mess of pixels, and I can't tell what the yeah. fuck it's doing. You literally can't see any of its like tells. Yeah. Because the camera, like the camera is up against the wall, and you're clipping through the model of it, so you can't see any of the an any of the like really like yeah. obvious animations it's doing. Because they put it in this tiny ass fucking room. Yeah, and this and you're like, what are you doing, guy? And the second this I killed it, I was like, thank God it's dead, and I never have to see it again. And little did I fucking know that it no. was one of 11. Oh, oh sweet yeah. summer child. Yeah. 11 that you know I what? know of. I'm sure there's yeah. fucking more. Oh, there's there's got to be more. Uh, you know what would have actually made that like maybe more bearable and also kind of unique? Like if they scaled it. If like maybe there's like a baby one in like a dungeon somewhere and that's the first one you fight. Yeah, maybe that one could have been a baby one, one because it's fucking yeah. inside this tiny ass room. Except like make it like um like a placostomus where they only grow as big as like their their like like they can reasonably move in their uh in, in their environment. Yeah. yeah. Like make it make it that kind of thing. So then you you run into one in the in like in the open world and it's fucking gargantuan. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, oh, so like, it, and so Radon it, rides it. And so Radon it, rides it into, so it, into no, the stars. No, Radon would fucking goddamn ride the tiniest one. Because he, he likes his tiny would. ass horse. But like maybe so it's not clip half of its body isn't clipping through the fucking wall. God mm -hmm. damn it. And the only reason why I beat it is because fucking AI broke after I staggered it. And it's just, yeah. you didn't fucking move anymore. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm just going to keep right. fucking wailing yep. on you. Hey, hey, sure. we, hey take we take those. We take yeah. those. <laughs> I'm, I'm in on it now. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it, it has the same problem as to why I, I don't normally play open world games is because of the yeah. blow. And it's yeah. just, it, it, yeah. it, it's tedious, busy work. Like, I, I, I yeah. can have, I, like, I have fun in Far Cry because some of the chaos that I can do. Or oh, Grand yeah. Theft Auto Far because the chaos. Parker that I has do. a lot of yeah, a but, lot of like, yeah. So much of these games where it's just it's big for the sake of being big, with yes. not a lot of shit to do in it, and like yes. I don't really care. That's that's yes. why I like I, I gravitate towards smaller games. Yes, or I I I prefer open worlds. Like obviously, I have sung its praises a lot. I like Ghost of Tsushima for that reason, where it's a it's an open world. Yes but it's also incredibly contained. It's these small islands where like, it's not infinite. There's not a ton of like reused everything, mm -hmm. right? Like I, you know, it's definitely not a perfect open world, but I think in general, it's like, hey, this is a, an actual manageable. A lot of people I know who yeah. played that game commented on how they really enjoyed it because it didn't feel like most open worlds where it's just like, as soon as you reveal part of the map, you're like, oh my God, there's so much more of this I have to do. 
where it's just like no it's very self-contained and yeah. i didn't i didn't feel that for elden ring for most of it yeah, i for know most of it yeah i know a friend of mine who's who's been playing it got to a certain point like revealed a certain area and was just like another fucking area <laughs> like oh my god and i um so to mild aside for i like uh for for likes again um i some most of the most of the like levels that I really liked were late game levels. Like yeah. I I'm a sucker for snow levels. I love running around in the snow, so I loved the like the snowy areas you lo- unlocked. Ferramazula's fucking cool shit. I I adored Ferramazula. Holy shit! I was just like I I wanted more of it. I wanted it to I wanted it earlier. I wanted more more things like it. I don't I don't um, want to I don't want to spoil it for Lee because he hasn't properly yeah, been no, there. Yeah, no, no, yeah. But no, like no, when, when no spoilers. I when I told you the it's one thing is, I told that you that it's like a whole a whole legacy dungeon. Yeah. Of like networks, and I'm just like, I, oh, I, this is beautiful. I I told Cat one thing because she knew about a certain element of Faramazula. And her mm-hmm. first thing was just, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And and it's no. it's it's pretty fucking dope. It's okay. It's, it's really okay. cool. Uh, I also really liked. I didn't love most of the like most of the underground stuff. I was like the the rivers. Not Stalin No, no, I loved not. Oh, okay. Stella. Yeah, those are cool. I love. I loved the cities. I didn't love the like underground forest stuff like i was just kind of like oh all right whatever Listen, like, at least or, like it's the not underground the lake of ruins at least, it's at not least the lake it wasn't rot. the lake of rot yeah no but rot. i like noxtella and 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 Nocrin, i was just like ooh, give me more of this this is fucking dope like yeah. just like this fucking like starry night lit cityscape i'm just like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, where i'm like clambering over rooftops yep more of that more of that <laughs> um so yeah but uh uh what was I? Why? Why? Why did I? Why did I go off on these? Uh, the level thing. Oh, because. Oh, because. Like, but at that point, like when I was unlocking these like new areas that I adored, I was already starting to feel very fatigued of like another area to explore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. I was just like, okay, this, this. I think. I think. It needs to be done. <laughs> I, I, I think they could have shaved off some chunks of this game and yeah. tightened up, like made the world map a little smaller and just tightened it up mm-hmm. a wee bit. Less copy pasted bosses. Like, yes. I'd be fine if I went through one of those caves and there was no boss. There was just a treasure there. Like, sure, Ooh, it yeah. didn't end with a gigantic climactic fight, but yeah, I don't but need to be, fight Crystallarians cool. for the ninetieth fucking time. It, yeah, exactly. Like, I can, I could definitely stand for you know, it, like variants on the standard, uh, you know, cave dungeon or tomb dungeon or you know whatever. Yeah. Like, just have yeah, have one that's just like oh yeah, like you get to the end and it's just a bunch of treasure. There's some... there was there was nothing more disappointing some interesting to me. To it. There was nothing more disappointing to me mm-hmm. than the wet fart of the reveal of Morgoth. When when yeah. I got to the end of the capital, and like it wasn't clear to me at that point, like if it was Margit or if he's like related yes. to Margit. Yes. But the fact that I get there and I'm like, yeah, let's fight the king of kings. Let's yes. fight the ruler and of this army. Him. And it's a dude I've seen before. And yeah. he does almost everything the exact same way, except for he has one new attack. Except I shit on him way harder. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because I, I had Melina and I had really fucking my easily. Mimic. And it's just, yeah. get fucked. Shout out to my boy Mimic. He's dumb as fuck, but goddamn is he tanky. Mm-hmm. God yeah, damn, yeah, is that no, boy tanky? I, 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 fought, I fought him with, uh, with my buddy Ethan. And, uh... <laughs> Like, like he, he's like he was like yeah go through that go through that door it's like the next you know the next boss it'll be great and as soon as I saw him I was like are you fucking kidding me like him again like you know I was, I was very much just like no I don't want to fight him again and then literally it took a minute yeah. and like I was I was dying of laughter as I just like lasered him in the face and like didn't even have to get close. Ethan was sitting there like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> like, I struggled. I was like, I was like ready to help you through a struggle. And this was just like the easiest fucking thing in the world for you. Yeah. It's, it's... I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, magic might be a little broken in some, in, in some instances. It's, well, There's, I still, str I still struggle. It's just sometimes the stars align that and was, I can just uh, delete someone. That was the, 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 uh, the, the your evolution cat because you started your playthrough yeah. in co-op and you'd summon me and we'd walk into a boss room and i would basically one shot the boss and you're uh -huh. like i didn't even get to do anything it's like yeah, yeah don't worry i was about just it. like don't, i was just like I, I didn't get to learn anything i didn't get to figure out anything and then i was just like <laughs> laser go burr <laughs> yeah uh, it's, yeah it's once you get laser go burr or, or you get your your you, at least pre-patch frost stomp Fucking yeah. stomping, oh my God. stomping motherfuckers You're, for days, dude. When I would when I would call you in, you would just fucking frost stop a bitch. I was like, damn, this is fucking all. I think we did it with the with like one of the trio or pair crystallarian fights, something like in the cave. that. Yeah, Something and that like was just that. like, yes, this is this is how it's done. Or you're this like, is how it's done. Yeah, or one time you're I like, oh hey, I... there's this mob of enemies. Uh, I'll take half, you take half. I'm like, no, nah, I got this, and I frost stop, and they're all dead. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. oh okay. Although, although then I got uh, the Adula Moonblade. Yep. And that is like my favorite AOE attack. Basically, and, yeah. And then, it, then it just and you came... slashed a, a like you slash an ice blade across everything, and everything dies. Yeah. Then it then it just literally turned into which one of us will kill them faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which yeah. has been fun. I again, one of my biggest likes was playing co-op with you and with my you know my my other buddies who are playing. Like that has been some of the most fun in this game. Yeah. Um. So, I have two other dislikes I wanted to talk about that have not been mentioned. And okay. I think the first one I'm going to mention, everyone will agree with. No one will hate me for. Fuck the platforming in these fucking games. Well, yeah, that goes without saying. Fuck it. Uh, I... Also, the, also, the hitboxes take the piss. Well, yes. But, like, fuck the platforming. Oh, I, 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 I'm just like, I, the... Caleb Tower, and then heading down to the the madness door. I was just like, I am ready to die. Caleb <laughs> like, Tower sucks. Yeah, genuinely, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I wished hemorrhoids on the designers. <laughs> I, I was just like, I like kill me now, please. I don't want to do this to progress. Like, especially if they're invisible platforms. Oh my god. Ugh. Yes, like, just absolutely. I was just like, I, I like. I'm like, there's, there's nothing about the game, up until the point that you're doing platforming that prepares you for platforming. Unless, there's like, yeah, there's, unless there's you're no... familiar, or unless you've decided to, to be a cheesy dickhead and use torrent to fucking sequence break, so you don't fucking have to do a stupid gesture yeah. in front of yes. a fucking tower. 
Yes, but, that's but it. Th- well, which which yeah, I, I yeah, I did that. Yeah, but I did like, that too. <laughs> yeah, I did that on accident because I was just like, oh, there's a way up here. Oh yeah, torrents can go up here. But like, there's no like, there's no progression that relies on platforming until you get to the ones that are just like the hardest shit in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, the rest of the game does a really good job, I think, of, you know, like, having things where, like, okay, like, this boss is too hard for you, but you could do this other thing. But, yeah, like, platforming is just, like, it's just, like, nope, right into the deep end, no middle ground. There's no, you don't get to practice platforming ever. You just fucking, you, you, you're you doing it now. Fuck you. <laughs> on, on the tiniest fucking platforms. On the tiniest platforms you can imagine. Above a most, lake of poison. With the, yes, with the most, like, specific possible, like, while being surrounded by birds with flamethrowers yes yes or or that fucking lava dungeon uh with the chariot and that also has platforming on it i yeah we're not gonna talk about the chariots but fuck fuck like awful awful um and i also think like yeah certain bosses took the piss i think millennia is is generally regarded as just everyone kind of doesn't like her she has the potential to be really fucking cool they just need to tune her damage down and i think she would be fine that's that i was gonna say i i was able to solo her down to a quarter health on her second phase uh which i thought was i'm like i'm like okay that's pretty good uh but i didn't want to keep bashing my head against her because it's just like yeah at if you if you get unlucky in either of those phases and she just like heals back up to full, you're just like, kill me, just just do it. Yeah, bosses like, in general that use healing are just the worst. Yeah, and especially since it's it's not healing on a successful hit, it's healing on any hit. Even, even if, if, you're, if you block even if you're it, blocking it and your shield yeah. negates hundred percent physical damage. Yeah, it's and just, it's like it's, this is this yeah. is this is fucking dumb. I yeah, could maybe absolutely. tolerate her healing a little bit, but like if I get her down to like twenty percent health. And then mm-hmm. she does one combo on my mimic, and that bumps her back up to like seventy percent health. Yeah, that, that's demotivating. That was... Like if yes. she got back up to like I don't know thirty or forty percent health. Yeah, then it's like whatever. Okay, and especially sure. since your mimic is again too dumb to dodge. <laughs> yeah, it's... too dumb to dodge and too dumb to die. That's my mimic's motto. <laughs> yeah, like that 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 fight was overall fairly disappointing for an ultimate boss because like as yeah. as these games have had ridiculous tough as nails optional bosses before I've, i mentioned you guys the nameless king and the nameless mm-hmm. king in dark souls 3 fucking just it was beating my fucking goddamn head against a brick wall for mm-hmm. hours to the extent where i was even able to make a fucking death compilation video out of it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but every time i fought it i was learning stuff and mm-hmm. And it was just slowly getting better and slowly learning the timing. And mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about him fucking healing. Yeah. Like, it was just everything, like, especially if I'm blocking. Like, it mm-hmm. was it was fine. It was frustrating as shit, but it was... It, it, like, I, I would be willing to fight him again. I never really want to fight Millen- uh, Millennia again. Ever. Yeah. Because yeah. like in like the only sorry super I made bo- you fight her again. No, it's me. fine. The, the only the only the only thing you should we, apologize for is doubting Morgoth. Yeah, no, we we ended up stunlocking her. Well, okay. So the thing is, the reason I doubted it was because I have been mostly running 
like yeah. lighter swords, like faster swords. So anytime that the game has asked me to switch to a heavy weapon, I've been like, do I really, should I really switch to a heavy weapon in this boss fight? You know, like that just feels like a recipe for, I have to not only learn the boss, but also this new moveset. Like I'm not smart enough to do that. I'm not good enough to, at the game to do that. Uh, but yeah, Morgoth's, Morgoth's Cursed Sword was like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, just stun locker. I think we got it in like two tries. Yeah. Cause and the the only reason we failed the first time was because I got a little too greedy and and didn't heal. Yeah, but like, it happens. Yeah, shit. Yeah. So, final thoughts on Elden Ring. Oh, hold on. I have one more complaint. Okay. Functionality. There's a lot of a lot of people have described it as UI or UX type stuff, but I think there are a lot of problems with the functionality in these games or in this game in particular. I know that you've said it's, like, the most accessible that a Dark Souls game has been, uh, but I still think it has a lot of room to improve. Um, that has been, like, a lot of the... First, like, a lot of the pain points for me. A lot of my love-hate relationship comes from this kind of, like, almost archaic game design sensibility that it has, where it's just... it's like, There's a couple of things that just, like, don't gel for me. And I just wanted to highlight a few that I had thought of while playing mm-hmm. and I wanted to like, you know, ask if you guys like agreed or disagreed. One of the, one of the big ones was definitely like the target lock cameras. I feel like that stuff is very, it's, it's finicky. It's not a, it's not a thing. Like a lot of third person games are like, you know, struggle with that. I know one of, one of the big complaints about Ghost of Tsushima was their target, their targeting system in mm-hmm. combat. And I don't disagree with that at all. Like, even though I love that game, I think that, yeah, the targeting camera needed work. I think this targeted camera is way fucking worse <laughs> than it, Ghost of Tsushima's. It, it's, um, it, speaking as a, a, as a veteran, it's basically almost the exact same camera as in, De- or lock-on system as in Demon Souls. Thing is, in the mm-hmm. earlier games, while it could be tedious mm-hmm. and frustrating, it was a lot more manageable because enemies were a lot slower. Combat was a lot slower. Yeah. As yeah. the combat in these games has increased, and yes. like the mobs have it, the mob sizes have increased, it's gotten mm-hmm. increasingly annoying. And that was like one of the chief reasons why I don't like Sekiro, is because it has yeah, the same yeah, sort yeah. of target lock on system, but the mm-hmm. combat is much faster and yeah. it makes it much more frustrating i i can see that yeah that's that's probably where yeah that's probably where they they should have probably improved it a little bit if they're going to make the enemies that much more responsive and, and quick mm-hmm. um okay so the other another thing which is very basic uh the menu system is rough uh i think specifically that there are some instances where um having the same button that opens the menu just close it straight up. Like it's a very simple fix, and that would have solved so many issues. Um, the fact that it doesn't—that I have to bat- manually back out of the menus to close them. Like especially if I'm three menus deep, I have to manually back out of every single one. Not great. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a major functionality faux pas, in my opinion. Um, I also think that uh, when you have a they will occasionally pop up with like like if you do something or um it's essentially a a soft debug pause screen they will pop up with like a hey a door a heavy door unlocked somewhere or 
uh, you know, like you solved this puzzle and therefore something happened, right? It will it will appear on the screen and there's no indication that you have to close it. The only indication is that none of your other functions work. Oh you yeah, can't no, swing that, your sword, that, that was you can't... Uh, that that was annoying as fuck. And none of none none of the previous yes. games really did that. But mostly because yes. of the fact that the confirmation prompt, if it did happen. It usually would have like an you know like a button on it or also That's like the, the previous confirmation prompt for like menu type stuff was x so it was like yes it it, it was a bit tedious it's, tri it's triangle it's triangle for this and like like i i usually would just like press triangle as soon as i saw it like I, it got to be like a rote thing for me um but the thing is like not every not every message that pops up in that location does that Mm -hmm. um and so therefore sometimes you'll get that like where it like it essentially soft locks you into like a, a menu basically where it's saying like okay you can't hit any buttons or do any other thing except do this and then you walk into a room with enemies not realizing that this prompt is still up you try to auto target them it doesn't work they start attacking you you try to attack back it doesn't work you get killed it happened to my friend a lot to the point where like he was just getting so frustrated with that and it's it's such a basic yeah you either you either have a button prompt on the thing to say dismiss this reminder or you don't lock the player at all and you just auto dismiss the reminder after a couple seconds you know it's it's basically like the worst implementation of the like tutorial like debug pause you know where it's just like hey there's a tutorial up let me just like fucking fully freeze the entire game so that you can read the tutorial mm -hmm. and it's like okay that that is very frustrating because it's it's annoyingly intrusive. But at the very least, it's not. I I locked your functionality behind a you know behind a message prompt. I'm not gonna like indicate that you need to dismiss this message message prompt to re-enable your uh, interactivity. But you have to, and I'm not gonna say why it's locked. It's just gonna be locked. <laughs> that it's it was just it's just something where I'm like, come on guys, like. That's a really basic thing that you should have done and thought about. Um, the other, the other, I have another like three things I wanted to complain about. Um, I don't believe that Vox should play every time you die to a boss. I think that um, when you hear the exact same voice line being played every time you die to a certain phase of a boss, it gets really, really annoying. <laughs> um, I think there's a, it, you looking know, at you, Margaret the Fell. Yeah, exactly. Like or or. Or millennia, I'm like, I think I think Clay just tweeted that like, did you know she's the blade of McKella? And I'm like, oh, I feel that. <laughs> like, I feel that so much. Where I'm just like, shut the fuck up, stop saying that, you know. Um, but you know, so if there's a way to say like, hey, this line only plays thirty percent of your deaths, and you know, have it guaranteed to play on your first death, but then after that, it plays thirty percent of the time. That's the way to do that. Um. The other thing, which is the other two things, which are very minor, I don't want a rune marker dropped if I lost zero runes on that attempt. I know other people have said, oh, well, it indicates where you died. But if I lost zero runes in a spot, that means that I was going to the location where I previously lost my runes and I died. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know where I died in that case. I need to know where to get back to my original runes, you know, or not, because now they're gone forever, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you are rubbing salt in the wound that I just lost a shit ton of progression in many cases. And, like, 
I feel like there's a way to say, hey, if, you know, if you lost runes on progression to your previous runes, just clear the rune marker. I don't need to see, I don't need to see that fucking reminder on the compass. I don't need, I don't need it. I don't need it. Um, and the last thing is, I want the, the state of the lantern, of the handheld lantern, to be saved on death. If I turn it on and then die, save that it was on. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> your, your levels are dark as shit. If I turn on the lantern, don't make me re-turn it on every time I die. I have died to so many fucking elevators because it's just too dark in the room to see and I forget that my lantern's off again. I'm just like, fuck you, game. Elevators not resetting is is yeah. dastardly. Yes, absolutely. But I think because the thing is, like, if you die, if you progress and die, it will save, like, if you changed your outfit, if you changed talismans, if you changed other things, like it saves all that stuff, which is great. Props to the game for doing that. That's awesome. Don't make me redo that shit every time. So just add the lantern to that. <laughs> That's all I ask. And that's it. That's that's the final the final thing of my list of complaints. So thanks for thanks for listening to my thanks TED for talk. coming to my TED talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's again like mostly really minor things, but it was stuff where in the heat of quality already of I'm not very good at this game. I'm struggling against a boss and then, you know, and then to random- have that compounded on it. Yeah, exactly. Randomly something bad would happen like that where I'm just like, fuck you, Dark Souls. <laughs> you eventually yeah. come to, you, you eventually just will get to a point where it's just you die and it's just thank you, Dark Souls. It's <laughs> fine. Thanks, old boss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I know you. I know you do, but uh, this is my first game, and I'm. Well, yeah, you know. no, you'll 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 get there eventually if you keep going. It's Thank just you. it'll it'll death I, is death is nothing. It's just well, it's I I still I still don't like losing a ton of progression on death. Oh yeah, it's, I it think stings, but you 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 the this Elden Ring definitely mitigates that with the rune the 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 collectible rune system. The, mm-hmm. Like the rune cookies that you basically crush into your chest. Oh, I all, love that all, all rune the, cookies. All of those games, all of the games actually have that. Oh, they do. Yes. Okay, thank God. Because yeah. okay, well, so then it's a little bit mitigated, but it does. It still stings when I lose like a hundred k because I, you know, fell off a ledge getting back to a boss. I'm just like, no, I feel and, that. I, I mean, I like I told you, I've lost like five million souls before. I, I know games, you have, and, it's, and it, I, it stings. I, but yeah, I. I hate I it, it just it stresses me out a lot. I think right. I think generally speaking, if it weren't for if it weren't for you guys kind of like being supportive and also like helping me with stuff, I still wouldn't play these games. But I'm glad I did. And we are your summons. <laughs> well, and honestly, I because um, I I've been talking to uh, my my buddy Ethan because I'm gonna help him with his platinum now. And we've been talking about like, oh, like, what are we going to do after we finish this game? Like, what are we going to, are we going to platinum something else? And I was like, he doesn't have, a, he doesn't have his Bloodborne platinum either. And I don't Sekiro. have a platform. So, and Bloodborne is the one that I'm like most intrigued to do next. So I think I might try to do Bloodborne platinum. Hell yeah. So we'll do see. It. We'll do see. It, you fucking coward. I mean, you're gonna. You're, I'm dragging you with me, James. <laughs> Not immediately. We can sync it because okay. I have to do it through extra life anyway. 
Oh, okay. So I mean well, that 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 isn't that is something I have to do on the channel. So uh -huh. I mean okay. uh, yeah, but like I don't want to do two playthroughs of Bloodborne within quick succession. Just because that sure. is like a fifty hour long game. Sure, sure. Hey, at least it's not 170, which I think is my final time. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so oh boy. final thoughts on, on Elden Dank? Fucking spectacular. Um, a lot of um, a lot of great open world stuff going on here. A lot of great dense material packed into into areas. It's got a lot of replayability. I, I'm already getting like the itch to try different builds. Um, yeah, me too. But I don't think I'm gonna. <laughs> it's it is structurally frustrating with missable content and lore. And if you like to have a strong narrative guiding you through a game, you're not going to get that here unless you actively look for it, mm -hmm. um, which can which can make or break uh, a game for some people. Um, for me personally, I like to dig my dig my teeth into obscure, hard to find little nuggets of information. So this kind of storytelling does work for me. But being able to straight up miss content is a massive issue. Yes. Yes. But overall, absolutely love it. It is it is as good as people are saying you should definitely play it. Um, I think for me, you know, going in completely blind, going in having never played any other FromSoft games and having a pretty bad uh impression of the discourse around these games and, you know, the 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 general like, you know, unironic or yeah, unironic, like, get good, gatekeeping kind of mentality. Um, I I still think it was worth it to play it. Uh, yeah. I, I do think that, like, you know, if you're, um, if you're somebody like me who does struggle with uh, anxiety about certain things and, and you know, just sort of, I, I don't know, I might be unique in, in my, in my issues, but, um, I think if you're someone who's like me, like having a support system is really important. And this game very much uh, does not dissuade you from doing that. Don't listen to the people who say it's not a legit way to play or that it makes it way easier because you will still struggle. Um, it's just that, like, you know, having having friends, having a, having co having the co-op experience is still really great. So and like now I've gotten to the point where I. You know, I got so much help with my playthrough um, that I just re I, I want to like pay it forward and just like keep helping other people get through their games. So that's I'm even though I'm even though I'm done with the game and I've platinumed it and like that is a huge fucking weight off my shoulders. Uh, I'm still gonna keep playing. I'm going to um, my 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 husband is uh is he's got a character he's playing through. He's he's running a, uh, a melee based confessor build. Um, so, and I've just, I've been kind of just like popping into his games in areas where I'm far over leveled and just kind of like, I'll occasionally draw aggro from a boss so he can kind of like get a little time to recover and then keep chipping away at it. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, shit, it, it's great. I highly recommend. Um, but I also, I also think that like, it's important to understand that not everyone derives the same satisfaction from a game that a lot of um you know a lot of dark souls or soulsborne fans derive pleasure from like finally getting good enough to beat that boss and like sometimes that's not what's enjoyable to people 
I I liked my cheese strats. I liked outsmarting the game or feeling like I outsmarted the game by, you know, being like, oh, you're throwing this, this huge, you're throwing Margaret at me again. <laughs> you know, like I, I liked, I liked that feeling. So I just, it's, you know, I, I think the game has a lot to love about it. And I think it's worth the experience. Hell yeah. Good game. Not my favorite Soulsborne game. Uh, mm-hmm. Happy to have an, a new AAA game uh, that doesn't have a cacophony of fucking goddamn dialogue yelling at me every 30 seconds. Uh, mm-hmm. And try Fender Butthole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's. I, 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 I know don't, you. I don't like you hints. Mentioned... I don't like tutorials. I, I don't like yeah. nonstop dialogue Ab- in gameplay. Absolutely, uh, yeah. It's that's why I don't play most modern AAA games. Uh, hey, use the laser pointer on the fucking hive. Always uh, use it, use it, uh, use it, uh, use it. Oh, hey, dude, oh my god, I can use my bow and Chris. arrow on this robot dinosaur to, to hit its weak point. <laughs> yeah, I fucking know. I played a video game before. Shut the fuck up, Alloy. Uh, yeah. I like figuring shit out on my own. I dig it. Yes. It's the most accessible Soulsborne game. Give it a go if if you're brazen enough. Uh, don't let anybody try to tell you how to play the game. Just, just play it. Have fun. Yeah. Go with it. Yeah. Just, just hell yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you just want to like run off in any direction and just fucking like chip away at mobs forever and like never, you know, never see a boss and just explore the whole game. Power to yeah, you. Yeah. Just, just you know? want, watch, watch a good, good recommended starting point. Watch body videos, videos on it. Like he has mm-hmm. a lot of reasons why you should play these games, why they're different, why they're unique how to get how how to how to get overpowered early so you can have fun uh mm-hmm. feel free to use if, the wikis if that's what you want. Yeah. yeah feel free to use the wikis for additional information a lot of them are work in progress but a huge part of these games are shared knowledge and sharing experiences yes. and strats and, and what works yes. what doesn't work and whatever yeah it's fun go go, go mm-hmm. give it a go and you don't have the right oh you don't have the right oh you don't have the right oh you don't have the right all right so signing off uh, this is Cat, okay, the attack cat. Oh, hold uh, on, the wrap up. What? Oh, uh, oh my God, that's quick, right. Quick, our, our, our quick, the other our things quick we've been thing. doing. Yeah. Uh, if, I, mean, I saw Jackass Four. There, but I saw, Elden Ring. I saw Jackass oh. Four. If you like Jackass, give it a go. Uh-huh. Uh, I recommend it. Uh, stunts are a little more tamer than in previous films, but that mostly stems from the fact that these guys are fifty fucking years old, and yeah. they, they yeah. cannot do that extreme stuff again uh mm-hmm. like li- like again they go through a lot of intense injuries in this like knoxville actually got incapacitated and had brain damage because yeah, of the fucking bull. uh again and like knoxville has said like th- this is probably going to be his last jackass film as a performer because he's 50 mm-hmm. 51 years old and he can't mm-hmm. he can't do this he, shit. he deserves a nice long break from yeah, the insanity uh yeah. The only the only real criticisms I have for it is uh, they brought in a bunch of new people in order to sort of almost like a passing of the torch, which makes sense. So you can get the oh. younger generation to kind of do yeah. the crazier shit. However, mm-hmm. I they brought in six of them, and I think that might have been a little too much because I didn't really get too much of a sense of their personalities because... Mm-hmm. They were it was uh, spread gotcha. a little too thin. It was it was too many too many cooks. Kind yeah, of and. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ending stunt was fun and neat, but I think underwhelming for the ending. It almost felt like it could have been anywhere in the film. 
to the extent where I didn't even realize it was the ending stunt until the credits actually just immediately started afterwards. Mm. So it was like, especially compared to the, uh, the, the ending gags of, of the previous films where it's a big, you know, it's the ending sort of thing, mm -hmm. but yeah, give it a go. If you like, Jackass. Right. it's, 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 it's fun, but also gross. Uh, Chris Pontius drinks pig cum. It, I almost vomited. Uh, Good man. He oh. said it, he, he said it tasted better than the horse cum and drank for jackass too. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Well, good to, good to know, I guess. Good to know. For all you cum connoisseurs out there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. I binged, uh, the Netflix, uh, detention series, uh, adaptation oh, of nice. a Taiwanese horror game. Oh, Okay. Uh, How was that? Oh boy, save yourself eight hours. Yeah, not worth it. Oh man. Really uh, bad or? I I did not enjoy it, but I had to morbidly keep watching it just to see what happened. Of course. Yeah. It um it did not delve into horror elements nearly enough. Um, it had almost nothing to do with the game series. You could very, very much tell that they mean it when they said inspired by the game series. Because, uh, yeah, holy shit. There were maybe two episodes that kind of really got into the supernatural and ghost uh, sort of aspects of the game. And um, an entire episode, and I mean all 55 minutes of it, devoted to a school board hearing about a sexual assault case. And just like I'm, I thought I was watching a horror series. What are we, what are we doing here again? Not long, apparently. Uh, save yourself the time with that one. However, take some of that spare time and go see Everything Everywhere All at Once, starring Michelle Yeoh. Right, right. You this that. movie fucking slaps. It is, um, it is one of those cases of the less you know, the better going in. Um, just that it is wacky and do not be afraid to laugh um okay. but it is it is a treat it's a little bit longer than i expected it's like a two and a half hour movie um but very very fucking good and then the rest of my week has been elden ring yeah i've i while you guys have been talking i've actually been struggling to try to figure out what i've done besides elden ring for the past you know however many However much time, uh, I've I've dipped into a couple of different Netflix series that I didn't really continue. I don't think I've really watched any movies or anything that I would like that are worth bringing up on this on this podcast. You know, Scream was like the only other one. Basically, I I tried to start the um the Netflix show. I think it's Korean, where like demons Hellbound. And yeah i got i got through one episode of that and said I, fuck this I, shit i got through an episode and a half so far and i've no, i like i i've been watching it like you know it, like over lunch breaks and i haven't wanted to go back so i don't think i'm gonna finish that i don't um, blame you i i also haven't finished the uh the zombie one the high school zombie one uh yeah that one that one's weird it's yeah i i i might go back to that one because it was it intrigued me a little bit more but yeah, otherwise, um, I think, gosh, uh, no, it's, it's really been, I mean, I, I'm still watching Attack on Titan, 
Uh, that's maybe that's that's probably the biggest one that's like off the podcast that I've been watching. I rumbling, rumbling. Yeah. <laughs> I adore this season. Uh, this is actually that's actually probably what I'm gonna do right after we're done recording this is watch the the newest episode that's gonna be out tonight. If you uh, lose it, <laughs> no. it's yeah, it's I, like this season to me has made the entire journey so worth it. It's just it's. It's so good. I won't get into spoilers because I know, uh, I think both of you are at least tangentially familiar with Attack on Titan. I know, Lee, I think you've I'm, read it. I'm, or? I, I got to like the basement. Yes. And I've been meaning to go back. You should go back. Okay. <laughs> it's, yeah. Because I, yeah. I think a lot of the, sh- I think the first season was like brilliant. The first season, it, like, definitely it deserved to be cemented as, like, a, you know, it's it's pop culture status deserved mm-hmm. to be cemented in that first season because it's just, it's so good. The animation's so strong. And it's just, like, wow. Like, the concept is intriguing. The, the mystery that they keep, like, kind of, like, alluding to and constantly sort of, like, like, stumbling toward is just, like, oh, it's so good. And, you know, the, the middle two seasons were okay. A little mm-hmm. bit treading water and a little bit, like, you know, it was obviously, like, setting up characters and kind of, like, putting more intricacies, but a lot of it was kind of, like, brought, push it, putting aside the reveals that would mm-hmm. come later, and now this season is all reveals, and it's, it's like, reveal, and then a new mystery, and then reveal, and then a new mystery, and it's just, like, this is, I love it so much. I just, I'm, like, the way these characters have grown up, the way, like, everything is kind of coming to fruition... I'm, I'm like, I, you know, I could still be wrong in the end. I know Will has said, like, because he's read, he's read it already. So, like, he already knows mm-hmm. everything that's going to happen. Um, and he said it's, it, the ending is a little divisive. So I'm kind of like, okay, maybe I'll see. Like, right now I'm on board with whatever they decide to do. But, like, maybe I'll feel differently once the ending hits. And I'll be that's, like, oh, stupid. It's, <laughs> it's a big compliment I've heard to the series is that whether or not you like or dislike the ending, mm-hmm. the author does a great job of, like, sticking the landing. Of, like, cool. you can tell it was okay. always the desired intention. Oh, yes. So whether or not you like it or dislike well, it, it was done well. That Yeah, that's, that's the thing which is, is I think... Yeah, I think they're they're sort of like, you know, they've been hinting at what's happening right now since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I am so impressed by that to the point where I've wanted I've like thought about going back and rewatching stuff to catch like what I missed that they were hinting at because they've like literally been doing it since episode 1 and I'm like I mm-hmm. can't I can't believe how brazen they were about this that and then that ends up being what's actually happening and you're just like Sorry, I will stop. I will stop vague, vague posting compliments to Attack on Titan. <laughs> but, but seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm so jazzed about what's going to happen, and I can't wait to see what, how it ends. So, hell yeah, yeah. Well, all right. So now the wrap up. <laughs> Sorry for jumping the gun there. Go get Elden Ring. I'm yeah. Go get Elden Ring. Uh, I'm the I'm Cat, aka the Attack Cat on Twitch. Uh, you can catch me. I'm probably going to go back to streaming in a little bit. I still need to do a bunch of wrap-up stuff for the charity stream, so I'm going to be doing that, but uh, I think also in addition to what we've donated from the stream itself, the celebratory, like, I'm going to 
uh, donate more in celebration of I beat the game kind of thing. Hell yeah. Um, nice. And maybe, maybe, the, maybe the Bloodborne playthrough will end up being a charity stream as well. Who knows? So. Well, fuck yeah. Well, this <laughs> has been your boy, Lee Alder, the Valley Jester. Uh, currently not streaming on Twitch. Um, in a new living situation. And net is not as strong as uh, my last residence. Uh, but gonna give it a shot at some point soon. Um, I specifically made a point of not doing it with Elden Ring because that's not the kind of thing I want like a chat room of viewers for. I want to sure. just like go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will possibly get back to it uh, sooner rather than later. That's that's kind of why I decided not to continue streaming my playthrough. Just because mm-hmm. I like I I really loved doing the stream. I loved you know having people you know sit in and and watch and hang out with us. But uh, and and you know donate money and stuff but uh i think end of the day i just wanted to experience the game yeah unimpeded by uh an audience as it were mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah or needing to talk to an audience yeah yeah uh this is james also known as saber 0307 i'm gonna get yeah. back to my normal fucking shit and mopping up the extra life stuff because elder yeah, ring is done Anyways, Hell yeah. uh, try finger butthole. Everybody get fucked. And fuck the Liker Brat. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you don't have Bye, the right. Oh, you don't have the right. Oh, you don't have the right. <laughs> Didn't expect plump sort. <laughs> try jumping. <laughs> Hidden path ahead. Oh, God. <laughs> Liar ahead. <laughs>